Welcome everyone to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming our podcast, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave a kind rating, uh, follow us on the at SwordChomp Twitter, share the hell out of our podcast. Hell, go murder somebody and you know take <laughs> in the victim's blood, just leave the word Sword Chomp at the crime scene. Do whatever it takes. To get the sword chomp name out there, and we'll be happy. <laughs> As Fish is waving his his hands at me, no, too far. Um, <laughs> the police have not released that information any of the times I've done it, Morgan. I don't. I just don't think it's worth the effort. Yeah. I have noticed a boost in traffic, though. So, mm-hmm. positivity. Um, and that's the voice of, of Josh. As I start to introduce our co-host here, who I did not think was going to be here today, Joshua Fowler from Michigan. You surprised us. You said you were going to be gone this week, and yet here you are. Glad to have you, Josh. What's going on? Uh, I've been busy. I've got uh, – yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to make it tonight just because I've got – I'm going out of town tomorrow morning and originally was planning on having more stuff to do before tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. but I managed to get <clears throat> get that done so we could record tonight. It's devotion. I like it. Like, I need to do this. I need to podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad you're here so we can maybe argue about Sonic later, Josh. And, of course, Shay, our good friend Shay Layton, Professor Layton, is back from the Philippines, uh, joining us from Japan. How are you doing, Shay? Good. I brought a sickness with me. I brought the the plague, the, uh, the coughing up of mucus. Huh. You- so I might be a little bit more quiet. A little quieter, if you will, hmm. this podcast. But I'm doing good. Uh, Philippines were awesome. Uh, scuba diving was awesome. Uh, buying shit for really cheap was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's weird to be back in Japan. Well, and we are looking forward to all your uh, scuba diving stories uh, at the back end of this podcast as well. So, Yeah, for sure. But yeah, glad to have you back. And, uh, of course, I am broadcasting from Montana. And uh, uh, our next co-host, though, um, is from Texas. And, you know, he's a man who, well, this is a true story. He went to his favorite furry convention last year, the Midwest Fur Fest, uh, dressed as Miles Tails Prower, um, only to be arrested after he was caught soliciting prostitution on the convention room floor. His name is Anthony Fisher. How are you doing here, Fish? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, thank you for that introduction. That's a little too much that our audience needs to know, though. That's a bit private. It's behind you, though. It's in the past. You're, it's you're the Freedom of man. Information Act. There's nothing you can do about it at this point, Fish. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. True. it's true. You don't remember signing that waiver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did do the time, too. So. Fish yeah. was coked out. I don't think he remembers much about that <laughs> night. Snorting coke off a furry's asshole. Um, yep. It was an undercover furry, too. That's the tricky thing. Didn't, God, didn't yeah, how do you know so much detail about God. this? Well, me, and, me and Fish are close. We go way back. Yeah. Way, way back. But uh, glad to have you here, Fish. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and we have a returning guest here today as well. Um, a good friend of ours, a writer for Destructoid.com. Um, the Rich Meister is here. How you doing, Rich? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me back. 
Yeah. 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 You were. You're beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's your your second coming here. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to, it's good to be liked, to be kept around. Kept around. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We uh, we always love having your insights. And uh, I also want to, just for fun, maybe at the end of the show, we can briefly run through some of the art. I was checking out a lot of the articles you have written lately, and there's a couple that I want to address with you briefly because they looked um, pretty interesting. And, sure. Uh, if I if I remember right, your, is your profile picture at Destructoid? Is that the one with Jessica Negri and the Destructoid robot? Um, no, that is not me. No, I think it is. I think I found. It's it. I, I don't, <laughs> that actually happened uh, today. <laughs> And in Canada, <laughs> so I don't believe that's me. <laughs> all right, we'll see. We'll see if I can find it. You can um, all check it for a fact. Not wouldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping to launch. I was I was the undercover furry that arrested fish, though. But that was oh, a okay. dif- different life. That was a long time ago. <laughs> God, uh, you, you better be lucky. Were you? When you had were you by fur. chance um, a yeah. raccoon? Um. Well, I was a raccoon with a pretty elaborate backstory. If I'm being honest. Uh, I, I was basically just cosplaying Tom Nook. Um. <laughs> well, no wonder fish went right for you. I mean, come on. Uh, you want to buy a house, man? He, he was trying to, trying to sell me something, and I was giving him money, and then the cops bust me, and he gets me for <laughs> soliciting money, sex to a furry. Money changed hands. God damn it. Uh, well, I think you're clear, Rich, because I just checked it again. On my uh, on my phone, it's changed. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Destructoid changes automatically. Right now, it's like the destructed robot on a motorcycle. Oh, the um the, the banner. Yeah, yeah, that just yeah, cha- yeah, that changes every time you uh, refresh the page. Okay, so those are just random. Okay. Yeah, that's just a collection of images. I thought you had a just a, ne- a Negri thing that I was gonna be able to talk to you about. So, damn. Mm. I mean, I don't have any distaste for Jessica Negri. I just well, how could you? <laughs> how could you? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> how? What kind of <laughs> sick human being would you be? Um, just be a rude motherfucker. That's right. It's just great. Anyways, thanks for being here, Rich. Uh, always love your insights. We have a hu- really epic show today with all five of us um, and some huge games as well. Topics we're going to run down here for the show. Uh, Sonic Mania, of course. We have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, the Destiny 2 beta. Both Josh and Rich finally delved into that. And Destiny 2 is dropping next week, so everybody's talking about that. We had a pretty it's still a couple debate. months away. Well, I mean, if, if you want to play it on like a real, yeah, you know, format. Oh, oh don't start this. It's too. No, we don't need Josh to have any more support in the uh, PC realm over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. Um, yes, but it's. I'm still curious to hear about it because you know it looks gorgeous on PC. And uh, we had our our fun uh, poll on the Instagram: diet soda versus vaping. Um, <laughs> which, which we will get into later. Uh, I had some pretty. I almost said labor. We'll get into labor. What are you drinking there? Sprite Zero? Yeah, that's my support. Throwing it in. Looks like uh, Rich Meister has made the right decision. For the right team, Fish. Uh, I don't know. That lo- that looks very wrong to me. I mean, he he just chugged it down and it's yeah. all gone now. And Where's where's all the calories? Where'd they go? They're, they were never there to begin with. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, but so we got a really, it's a, it's a funny story we'll get to later. Diet soda versus vaping. Uh, funny, a cool story about floating fire ants of death that we can go over with our biology expert. As usual, we haven't been able to talk to him about these cool um, biological stories of the past couple of weeks. And of course, the topic of the show, 
big gaming disappointments or just gaming disappointments in general. I wanted to throw it to Rich here to kind of introduce the topic as usual. Um, go ahead, Rich. Uh, what was the topic you brought to the table today? Uh, yeah. So uh, a recent release actually got me thinking in this mindset, uh, a piece I'm actually doing for Destructoid. By the time this podcast goes live, it should be up. But uh, I recently played Volition's newest uh, open-world outing, Agents of Mayhem. Um, for those unfamiliar with it, it's an open-world uh, action game set in the same universe as Saints Row. It's basically the closest thing we'll ever get to Saints Row 5. I was very excited for it, because I love Saints Row. And, God, I could not be more disappointed with what that game is. Mm. So I just kind of wanted to gauge uh, for you guys, for anyone really, like, what sticks out in your mind as a huge disappointment something you hyped yourself around in video games that just ended up letting you down in the end hmm well I will try to break the ice here as uh, as the host to kind of get things rolling um, I will say this and I don't mean this to uh, sound <laughs> sound uh, like I just know so much about video games but I know myself pretty well so I haven't been disappointed by a video game in a long time just because there's so much um, information out now with the media. You get so many videos, you get gameplay, you get people I listen to on podcasts that talk to, talk to me about the video games that I'm interested in. So I mostly know what I'm getting to going. Plus, I've been playing video games my whole life and analyzing them. So I have a good understanding of what they're going to bring. Um, so I have some good disappointments I want to talk about here in a minute uh, from the past before I would say I learned – enough about myself and in gaming and maybe back when the media wasn't quite so like they're trying to cover every facet of every game you know it's so easily accessible now yeah exactly um but one recent one this is the low-hanging fruit i'm sorry i have to take it and that'd be mass effect andromeda um, that's a very easy one <laughs> like i that was my most anticipated game of the year and up until the very last trailer i was exuberant about that game and uh, basically there was one trailer we watched that gave us a little pause when they started to show some of the story and the characters. And I remember we had a podcast and we were talking about it. We were like, you know, it's something about those characters just seemed a little off. Um, I wouldn't say we were worried, but maybe a hair concerned all of a sudden. And then the game ended up being, you know, just mediocre. Which Or a, a glorious train wreck, depending on how you... <laughs> Certain people, uh, there were some experiences I had there involving T-poses and just... Uh, I watched that game break like you wouldn't believe. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you stuck with it longer than I probably did. Um, yeah, I uh, I think I saw it through to the end. Like, I ended up beelining it because I was like, I want to see what happens here, but this game keeps breaking in weird places. <sighs> You're brave. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, that was the first time I'd been disappointed in a long time just because it's Mass Effect, man. Mass Effect 2 and 3, and just that's the, the original Mass Effect is, might even my favorite in some ways at the time like those games were just so incredible and important and impactful and Mass Effect Andromeda was so meh you know what I mean and everything about mm. it just felt wrong the lame villain um, it was just like you said broken uninteresting characters I could go on yeah the, the crew was just ugh, ugh. I, I didn't care for any of them I thought their uh, idea of a first alien contact was the lamest thing I'd ever seen in my life like the uh, whole, we're encountering a brand new race, and four minutes later, we're all just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's have a beer and fucking make some burgers. Mm-hmm. Very it's, anticlimactic. Yeah, you know, in the, in the original Mass Effect games, there were just all this wonder about learning about these new 
races and these new places and people. There, there was just this element of wonder, and that was gone. Anyways, that's mm. I don't mean to take low-hanging fruit right off the bat, but that was the only recent game I could think of in years that legitimately tricked me because they didn't show a lot of that game until the last like month or so, and then they yeah. got that, that bad word of mouth. So um, There was no way to see that coming, and that's probably why they didn't show a lot. What about you, Josh? Uh, whenever we were talking about this, what were you thinking? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, and I've, I've mentioned this recently, but... <clears throat> The Last Guardian, I was so looking forward to, so, so excited about that game, and then mm. when it came out, it's, I just, it just didn't do it for me the way the the first two, um, you know, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus and, did, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 just bizarre because I've got more of a respect for it now after after not having dealt with it in a long time, just because I feel like. They masterfully made you feel like you were the character in that game, and it was miserable the whole time. So, I, yeah, I just I just didn't enjoy my time with it. Um, and yeah, I, I still I still wish that I don't know I don't know what I wish with that game, but it's it still disappointed me greatly compared to you know the the heritage it was you know coming from. So. Hmm. And that's a weird one, too, because you said that you were disappointed immediately, uh, initially, but then I think it was last week or the week before you were talking about how you still had sort of a weird fondness for that game in a strange way when you came back to it because of the things mm-hmm. it did right. So that's kind of a weird case where there's like so much that disappointed you and yet it still left an impression, which is unusual, right? Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. It's it's one of the strangest, <laughs> strangest <laughs> situations I've had in gaming in a long time just because it's. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool, though, that it ended up that way. Yeah, because it, it does so many things wrong on purpose that it's extremely frustrating and extremely unfun, but I feel like they weren't going for that at all. That was never their intention, and how much you want to put up with it not being fun is kind of... That, that right there is kind of alone how, how you're going to end up feeling about the game uh, in the long I think run. I tried really hard to make a case for that game but there, there just are there are problems like mm-hmm. people going oh Trico's just a pain in the ass he doesn't listen I'm like no man he's like a fucking dog you gotta keep telling him what to do but I'm just like no I'm really trying and to that's justify what, I was doing what a mess this is yeah yeah but I mean the, the things that I was talking about were like specifically like the character controls and stuff where it was janky. It was extremely regard, janky. Yeah. It was it was they reinvented problems that we've solved decades ago. Oh yeah, it that just... tr- you know that classic triangle jump prompt. Mm-hmm. You know that triangle button we always used to jump. Yeah, well that and yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it's I got like bizarre. halfway through that game and just kind of other things were happening and I was like, well, yeah, if only true. this had come out and like you know whatever the original release date was, I feel like it would have been better received had it everything gone according to plan in some alternate reality where that game yeah. came out on the, the first PS3. time around on the ps3 yeah. it would have been more yeah. tolerable <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh one more quick thing josh do you feel like maybe it's the fact that how many games can come after the shadow of the colossus i mean a lot of people consider that an all-timer i mean how do you how do you top climbing a 10,000 foot giant and slowly stabbing him to death to save the woman you love or whatever like it doesn't get more epic than that you do it again in 4k (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's part of it, I'm sure, just because it, it's obviously it's going to be compared to his first two games, which are both just masterpieces. Um, and it, it, I don't know. Like, it's so hard to tell because I don't. I don't feel like they made mistakes so much as they made bad decisions. In mm-hmm. it, it just, I feel what like they mistake? thought everything through. <laughs> and it, it's philosophically, you know, what is a mistake but a bad decision? You know, yeah. fish started vaping. It wasn't a mis- You know, it wasn't a bad mistake. It was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> One that he continues to make every day. Well, first thing in the morning, I start my day off right with a good old. Big old cloud of mistake. <laughs> we all chose. We know. We chose not to wear condoms, and we all have children. You know, just bad decisions. It happens. Gosh, if only we could end human race. I can't relate to that. Yeah. I don't, so. <laughs> I consider you guys not making a mistake. Then couldn't yeah, couldn't you yeah. just give yourself a vasectomy? Good decisions. Well, I don't yeah. know if. Giving yourself a vasectomy is the best <laughs> best course of action. I'm a, that, I'm a, that might be a mistake. Do you need a YouTube how-to video for that? <laughs> yeah, how subscribe to, to my channel. Um, anyways, uh, Shay, um, what were you thinking disappointment-wise? Yeah, that one was surprisingly one of the easiest ones for me to think of. And it's going to be a little disappointing out of left field. Because we did this for SPT back in the day. Um, two Worlds 2. <laughs> Weirdly enough, <laughs> the one that got me. I um, I remember having played the first one about 11 years ago. And I was like, oh, this game's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's like a C-level uh, Elder Scrolls game. And then... Yeah. I remember everyone hating that game, and I was like, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad, and then they announced that the second one was coming out, and I was reading articles in, like, Game Informer and online about how it was going to be better than the first one, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to convince you guys, oh, man, this game's going to be good, this game's going to be good, they're doing this, they're doing this, and you guys just gave me shit. And then I played it for, like, two hours, and I was like, man, this game's fucking terrible. <laughs> and then I went and played the online play, and I just remember, I still remember this to this day. I remember it's like this, you're on the circular platform, and it's like you face off against another enemy just, like, 1v1. And this guy just ran at me with a giant spear and just, like, swept my legs and stabbed me and then killed me. And I was like, well, I'm never fucking playing this game ever again. And that was that was the end of uh, my disappointment with Two Worlds Two, one of the worst games ever made. <laughs> I I think maybe for people, Shay was just so starved for fantasy that he considered a C level um, Elder Scrolls a success. So I think you know C level Elder Scrolls, if you can enjoy that, that's probably setting your barometer pretty low but i mean i can't complain i used to do that pokemon i used to play any stupid monster catching game like the dragon quest monsters i, I would play anything that was like kind of like pokemon uh, dra- dragon warrior yeah yeah so dragon warrior monsters is an awesome I, game. i played a lot of that game actually i was gonna say too that game is awesome I love, i'm a that game is i'm gonna be honest with you that game is better than pokemon 
Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait, is there a specific Pokemon uh, in general you're talking about? Or are you just saying, like, in general? Are you saying, like, better than, like, Gen 1 Pokemon? Or Well, come on. That's that's a deep... It's better, it's better than all of Pokemon. Uh, that's, a, that's a deep dig. I, I haven't played that game recently enough to speak to that. Morgan looks pretty disgusted. Fuck! This is unbelievable. I'm, like, shocked I right know. Now. He's sitting there raging in his Pikachu shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with the Charmander and Blastoise behind him. Shade Definitely he, no bias there. He doesn't mean it. He's just caught up in the moment. It's, it's, it's okay. No, I really mean it. I definitely, absolutely mean it. <sighs> All right, Fish. What? I told you that, like, years ago that I love that game more than I love Pokemon. <laughs> well, how come you haven't followed up with any of the, the other ones that have come out? Because I still haven't... I still haven't beaten the first one yet. What kind of endorsement is that? I love it more than Pokemon. But I never. No, that's just it. because I haven't. I haven't caught. I haven't caught them all, as you will. That's how much you have he to loves do a it. Lot of, he doesn't have to play it. He can't bring himself to finish mm-hmm. it. He doesn't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't judge his type of love. It is really one of those I things. Know. You got a fucked up barometer for love, Shay. I have. Uh, you have your love, I have mine, baby. Yeah, I know. I was going to say something about what... I was going to get philosophical about what love really is, you know. Yeah, but what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Come on, Fish. What is love? Tell me. Love is... Through the eyes of Fish. Fleet. What is love to you? It's something that just... It just appears out of nowhere... Whenever you see something that just catches your soul's attention and just holds it and embraces it and then pulls you closer in and you can't help but just like give into it at one point and then that's when love just starts to blossom right there inside of you. Fish, I think you're describing an erection. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Except you grab a hold of it. It doesn't grab a hold of you. You're close. Same scenario. Yeah, yeah. I guess but that's we're picking how... up what you're laying down. Well, what have you not loved? What has disappointed fish in his heart? Oh, uh, uh, a big disappointment for me would probably be Halo Five Guardians. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, um, and it was that whole day was just wroth with disappointment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I got an Xbox One um, for Christmas. Um, and Morgan kind of persuaded me to get it, and he got one too. And we both wanted to play Halo on Christmas Day. And, you know, what could go wrong? Halo, a new Xbox system. Nathan Fillion, like all the stars were aligning. <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, and sure enough, that game just, I couldn't believe how how bad they they executed like the graphics and they're like they did something weird to where it looked more shittier on the xbox one than you know halo 4 did on the xbox 360 which blew my mind and i i I couldn't let that pass right off the bat like halo games have always looked beautiful uh at least to me like from one on to uh reach and um Halo 4, you know, so it, that was just one thing that just really 
uh, stuck out to me right off the bat was the look after of it? you hated the look of it. Yeah, and then that opening cinematic where you know you see all those different guardians, the Spartans Ugh. rushing down, surfing the down the mountain. It was so dumb. It yeah, it just it looked like they took like this weird actiony mainstream <laughs> type yeah. of deal with it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was like it, fa- mul- yeah, you need your guardians Spartans. to fall from orbit, not to you know snowboard down ste- a mountain on a hill. Yeah, that's just <laughs> also just not extreme. Didn't they just enough. call in? those four characters like immediately by name like oh you remember all your old friends that we've yeah. never talked about before i don't before. know who they were, were they from? They're, they're they're from the books they're from the expanded oh, you stuff well, of ah. course they would do that and, you know we all read the halo books because we're yeah, exactly. fans of uh right. high literature mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well that I, best best it's, you know save on writing that way because <laughs> there's no reason to write a story they, there's already yeah already one you just haven't read yet yeah. one of them goes hey guys they already made these characters this is great Dude, I'm not embarrassed to say that when I was little and really into Halo, I read two of the Halo books, right? It was when I knew Josh, actually. I read the Halo books. I played the game. I was – and I can look back and say that I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But I was – you know, I was in high school. It's Mm a different time. You you weren't meeting any women. You weren't getting invited to go drink Listerine with your best buds to get alcohol drunk. No. At any parties, so Me and Josh next best thing was <laughs> Yeah. Halo I need to find I need to find out what happens to the Covenant High Council. I don't have time for your parties. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more accurate than you that's think right. it is. <clears throat> um, I was so deep when it came out just because Halo But yeah, looking back now and like yeah, you're anyway fish, I'm sorry, like it's just I agree with you. That I actually had that written down too, Fish. Like that intro like just starting off and like didn't it feel different too like after playing destiny like halo felt weird like almost arcadey yeah it did i mean 343 did an amazing job i think with halo 4 that's why mm-hmm. i was yeah. uh i didn't put it past them to make you know uh, a follow-up to that and uh, i was wrong to think that i guess i don't know if it was because they moved on to a new system and they just weren't comfortable with optimizing the game with it because that the game suffered a lot of like pop in that was highly noticeable whenever you like look down your scope um yeah, i mean if you zoomed in with the the sniper you you could see textures popping in and that's something you never saw in the series at all until then and it, it i just knew that the quality was just off on that game and there was not necessarily any heart put into that game at that point. It was just another franchise being shitted out by uh, Microsoft at that point to sell consoles, and mm-hmm. sadly, that's that's what happened. And mm-hmm. I bought a console, a five hundred dollar console, <laughs> and a, a shitty game. And I was it, Microsoft ruined my Christmas that day. <laughs> essentially, it's I want that Christmas, Christmas back. I want that Christmas back. When X when Xbox doesn't even have Halo anymore, like fuck, fuck, that's that's scary. It, it's a shame that that would still be a like you'd think by now in 2017 they should have established a few more franchises that made us all think we could do without Halo. But what do they have? Halo and Gears of War. Yeah, I mean, except I Gear, love Gears of War Four was good, except Dead Rising. But that's coming to PlayStation. Like that's on PlayStation now too. Like it's a timed exclusive. Exclusive Xbox but One exclusive. It was, it was Xbox though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not not anymore though. Yeah, yeah. 
I think yeah, yeah you're right. I think today we actually got word uh, Dead Rising Four is coming to PlayStation Four in December. But what about Sunset Overdrive? I think that's what it's called. <sighs> Are the uh, yeah Sunset Overdrive? Is that Insomniac? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that game's good. I don't know if they're. I, I would assume they'll do another one. I think they're the ones making the Spider-Man game. That's the same oh yeah, thing. Insomniac is doing the Spider-Man they game. Are, yeah. So. But I mean, if that's what you have to say to sell the system, is what about uh, Sunset Overdrive? You, you should <laughs> you shouldn't have to rack your brain for the yeah. PS4. I could just start naming shit. Yeah, it's tough. It's been tough. You know, at least they got Crackdown this that's year. That's true. The Last Guardian. <laughs> yeah, what a great game. <laughs> that 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 instant classic. Uh, there, there. It's, yeah, it's funny. That was a good one, Fish, though, because I was thinking the same thing. And um, I, but here's the thing. I wonder conceptually if if I went back to Halo Four. If it would like the feel of it would feel different because I played so much Destiny that say what you will about Destiny, the feel of actually playing the game is amazing. So I wonder if it just changed my perspective on like how it felt to play. Maybe it, maybe Halo just seemed great at the time, you know. But I'll, I'll never really know because I'm not going to probably go back and put in Halo Four. But you know, Halo used to have like a quiet grace to the storyline, even if it was bullshit or batshit crazy. You know, you could talk to a plant. There was prophets. There was all oh, sorts yeah. of dumb shit in it, but it was like done with a grace and a majesty and beautiful music. It wasn't five multicolored Spartans sliding down an avalanche. But that's what a... we wanted, right? That's, that's what they thought we wanted. Yeah. All I wanted was a constant like. Here's the Halo thing that sticks with me consistently: is giving the Covenant back their bomb. Like I'll just keep doing that. I like that. I don't know why. I like that oh, one particular Halo Two. I will never forget that just because it's such this cliche crappy action hero line just delivered mm. with such sincerity I, that's what was great about master chief he would drop these stupid one-liners every now and then and they were they worked they yeah worked. No, it's almost in the way of i say um what's his name uh chris evans who plays captain america mm-hmm. he he works because he delivers these like boy scout goody goody lines with such sincerity that i think few people could pass off as sincere yeah it's true yeah that would it's be not, sarcastic not by you know, read by almost anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other one I was going to throw out there for fun, if you guys something else you wanted to throw out there, feel free to, but the only other one really big one I thought of, Rich, when you brought this up, was uh, Twilight Princess. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good just, one, too. Just because it came out right after Wind Waker, which was such a, a beautiful thing. It was on the Wii. I remember mm-hmm. I felt like they were trying too hard to give people what Ocarina was. You know, it kind of yes. looked real yeah. clunky and weird. Um, it felt very heartless. Like it, Twilight Princess felt to me like the first by number Zelda game I'd ever played. Uh, I don't know with that because a lot of people do feel that way, and I will admit I felt that way upon its initial release. I replayed it mm-hmm. when it came to the Wii U, mm-hmm. and I think that game is worth more than uh, it got at the time. I think some of the dungeons in that game are some of the best I've ever seen in a Zelda. Um, yeah, like, going back and re-examining it, just kind of taking it for what it is, uh, they also took out a little bit of that horrible, muddy look it had in the Wii U version, which also made me look at it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. There's something Mm -hmm. to that game. Yeah. I think part of the issue with that is Twilight Princess and then Skyward Sword, both of them feel like they're trying to figure out what the hell is a Zelda game. Both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Turns out the answer was throw it out. Yeah, and yeah, in a way. Yeah, go back to the first one. I think is the issue. Yeah, um, that they fi- finally found the answer for. 
but I mean, but Twilight Princess was—it's not my favorite, but it, it, like you said, it no, does no. have some. It does have some. There, it has more merits than people give it credit for, just because it's, it's it's become, kind of the joke of the series. But it's yeah, yeah. I just look back on it more fondly than I definitely did at the time. Mm-hmm. It's no Wind Waker. Wind Waker will always just be so amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. I played more of Twilight Princess than I did of Wind Waker. Get out so. of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would anger you. Mm-hmm. It's because the wolf. It's because you're a furry. It's the wolf that did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what attracted me. It's, it's because I'm afraid of talking boats, all right? <laughs> God, that talking boats. Can't trust them. <laughs> Get Not again. Can't toss. <laughs> Can't trust the talking boat. Um, but yeah, I mean, disappointment doesn't even always mean the game is bad. I don't think. No. It's just philosophically, it's more of like where you're coming from. And I feel like, especially with a lot of games that came out like No Man's Sky, um, when you look at the idea of a disappointment, it seems to be where your expectations are going. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's fucked up um, for us as gamers to place our own expectations on a product. And if, you know, because then we're expecting it to be something that maybe it's not as opposed to judging it on its own merit. Where in that case, yeah. I was expecting something as amazing as Wind Waker and that wasn't fair because those kind of games don't happen very often. So I was placing my own unfair expectations on mm. what was probably a fine game. Whereas Wind Waker is very much lightning in a bottle. Like, that is an exceptional Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wind Waker is the last time I can think of it that a Zelda game was actually a technical showpiece for all the video games. When, when, when Wind Waker came out on the GameCube, there was, it was the best-looking thing, period, I, I, in my opinion. It was Nintendo's way of choosing like a smart art style that brought the most out of the tech they had, like that cel-shading mm-hmm. look it had. And they mm-hmm. did cel-shading in Breath of the Wild in a sort of different look, but I think Breath of the Wild was also uh, reminiscent of that art style in a way, like it brought back feelings of Wind Waker, mm-hmm. especially with the same design around the uh, forest children and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is beautiful. The only issue there is you can tell it was supposed to be a Wii U game. You can just you see it in the cracks of that game. Um, yeah, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. Especially no, if you it's... play it on a tiny screen. Like if you're playing on the Switch, it looks much better. If you play Breath of the Wild on a big screen, the flaws mm. are much and much I... more. I played the bulk of it on my Switch tablet, like, okay. just because that's the way I play the Switch 90% of the time. Like, I'd rather just have TV on in the background, be sitting there on my couch with the tablet and gaming away. That's how I'm playing Mario Rabbids. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. And like I said, art direction wins o- overall. I would take a great art direction over just technical prowess, like a... Yeah. Uh, the art direction can help you get the most out of the tech instead of just being like, this, like, needs... Whereas you talk about, like, Uncharted or something that just looks, like, beyond surreally amazing in a different way, a different sort of beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've actually had arguments, um, we've had arguments on our podcast before about Uncharted because, so, the the big debate that we had was whether or not it should have been considered for art direction because Uncharted 4 is, like, pro- in my opinion right now, is still probably the most, most gorgeous game I've ever played. People will argue... Horizon, whatever. I don't, it's not a fight I really think is that interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But art direction, to me, always spoke to something more visceral or creative as far as, like, what we're saying. When I think, it sounds cheap, but when I think of, like, a cel-shaded or an anime look or something that's, um, it doesn't have to be that. I'm trying to think of another game that has a very distinctive 
art direction, but when I think of Uncharted, it's just gorgeous, but it's real. It's just supposed to look yeah. real. But it almost feels unfair to say it's not an art direction because it's... But it doesn't... You know what I mean? Like, we had this argument before. I, I, t- I totally get what you mean. The problem... The term, like, art direction is such an open-ended term. Like, you can't fully define that in the sense of, yeah, Uncharted's choice was an art direction. The art direction was this, like, hyper-realism. But that really depends at that point. Do you value this hyper-realism over mm-hmm. this uh, aesthetic choice of a game like Wind Waker that chooses this cel-shaded style that just makes it pop and look beautiful and vibrant and colorful, as opposed to, hey, Nathan Drake just kind of looks like a guy I know. Like, he just looks like a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of think... Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I feel like realistic can... Uh, it can be a choice. Like, it's it's fine, but I, I, I kind of feel like... Mm-hmm. The reason it doesn't feel quite as special is because once you've made the choice that realistic is what you want from the game, basically all your other choices are made for you. Like, oh, what's this supposed to look yeah. like? Like it looks in real life. Um, mm-hmm. There's 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 the one decision to be made at that point, whereas something like, like Zelda, like, you know, like, uh, like in Wind Waker, basically any time something needs to be designed, they have to figure at, figure out what it's going to look like. It's... Mm-hmm. Because they're making not, it all up from scratch, yeah. Yeah. rather than yeah, you're creating a world with its own look, rather than just replicating a look that exists. Yeah. Go ahead, Shay. We can say something. Hmm. Yeah, to say to Uncharted, for me, I, I kind of agree with you guys, but at the same time, when I played that game, it felt like in certain areas I was walking through a pirate graveyard, you know, and that was due to, part of it was due to the hyper-realism, but part of it was due to, for me, to the style itself. Like, when you're walking through that, um, that broken down city that Mm -hmm. has been flooded and taken over Mm -hmm. by the foliage, it feels, what, what they did with it, very tropical, very seafaring and to me that in part speaks to the art direction of what they were doing so i feel like in that case itself they managed to have some art direction to go along with the hyper realism however you take something like battlefield one and to me it doesn't have a lot of art direction it has some but it's more hinging on the hyper-realism. Mm. And I guarantee you that someone else is going to come around and say, well, to me, that game has a ton of art direction because you look at, you know, the the, the atrocity of war and how it's depicted in that game, like when the buildings crumble. And it, that might be centered in the hyper-realism, but there's also the art direction there. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be dependent on the, 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 the person who is... It's essentially playing it, which is what you guys are saying. But at the same time, I feel like there is art direction in any any video game, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. To some extent. Yeah. yeah like, I, I kind of sure. feel like, like you said, like it's almost more of a different thing. I guess it's not. It it feels more like cinematography in a lot of ways, because I mean, especially in Uncharted Four, 
there's so much attention to detail that has to be done in order for realistic to actually look realistic. And that is on its own just a huge a huge thing. Um, and I, I think it really shines like you're saying a lot of times whenever it's it's someplace that there isn't a real world equivalent for. And they're trying to make something that you haven't seen before but make it look real. And I think that's some of the most impressive stuff that they're able to do in those games. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I feel like some games use that hyper-realisticness to just add to the functionality of the game as opposed to um, trying to wow you over um, with uh, beautiful graphics. Like, like you were saying, like in Battlefield, I feel like they were using this, the scenes that they were uh, depicting in there. They were trying to go for more like a grim, uh, dirty war field that feels like you're right there and uh, kind of adds to the atmosphere of it. Whereas like Uncharted 4, it's more of like a, a showcase and something that you can look at and see, wow, that this this is such an awe-inspiring vista of realism, but um, depicted, you know, through... Uh, computer art and I mean there's different ways you can look at it but like I just feel like sometimes like in the hyper realistic realm like I I feel like some of those uh, games go for uh, a a certain functionality whenever they're doing that and other games just want to go for that kind of awe inspiring look to it yeah yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The last thing I'll say before we move on and to the game's credit, I agree. It is an art direction. It's just now that we've talked about it a lot, I started thinking a lot of the things like when they designed that big mountain in the game that looks kind of like a monster's mouth that you go to at the end of the game. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that they did design that are fantastical to a degree. Um, but, yeah, it's just something to think about. But, I mean, we didn't – I didn't mean for this to morph into an art direction conversation. That could be a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> but – um. I think we did. You have any other disappointments you want to mention before we moved on, Rich, or was that the big one that's been um, stuck? Yeah, Aiden's and Bam's been stuck in my head recently, and I'm like I said, I'm working on a write up for that, which will probably be live by the time anyone's listening to this. What game? What, what were you saying? Uh, Aiden's and Mayhem. So, oh, Aiden's uh, and Mayhem. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, no, nothing crazy recent sticks out in my mind besides that, but it was just one I was very, very excited for. Yeah. That's a good choice. I think most people agree with you. I mean, I can drop a bomb right now and say that has to imply that, you know, the Saints Row games are actually good. Well, they are. I mean, they're <laughs> far better than uh, Grand Theft Auto. If you want to read a piece about that, that's already live on Destructoid. I saw that one, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I'd have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Don't have time for that argument today. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. You just uh, can't you, lose you don't that have hard. Time or you don't have how about any, this? How about this, Rich? To... San Andreas. Yeah. You can't beat San Andreas. That was the pinnacle. Um, I actually, I believe I covered this exactly, and uh, I don't dislike San Andreas, but Grand Theft Auto fully lost its magic for me somewhere around uh, four. Four, which yeah. was when I went to pick up Saints Row Two. Yeah, and at that point, I said, "I go, I would take the." least functional Saints Row game, excluding the first game, because it's kind of a different thing that I don't really care for. So for me, Saints Row 2 over San on, over the best GTA, which to me would be San Andreas, any day. Yeah. Uh, are you killing me? 
I, I wanted Fish to jump in here and be like, guys, Grand Theft Auto 4 is the best. It's the best game ever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Nico Bellic, what a uh, deep character. Oh, oh my you god. You love Grand Theft Auto 4 <laughs> Fish. I know you do. I did. I loved it. I actually beat that Grand Theft Auto. The only Grand Theft Auto game I've beaten, but I don't have much experience with Saints Row, so. Yeah, that's um, I played the demo of Saints Row, uh, the first one, and um, I think they were they were copying too much of GTA. That's what they um, get away from later on, especially yeah, when, by the I time think you get in, to the third. Yeah. I think in the second one, that's when like the zany-ass, uh, crazy storyline started, and you were doing just really wacky stuff in the game to where it, it set it apart from the GTA franchise, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, 3 was really where they turned that up to, like, 11 and just kind of spun in mm-hmm. some weird, crazy direction. Like, you know, uh, people always talk about uh, there's a, a fight sequence in Saints Row the Third, which I love, where you're inside, like, an old abandoned uh, wrestling arena fighting luchadors, jumping down with chainsaws, all while another luchador who has joined the Saints, voiced by Hulk Hogan, is helping you. Wow. That... <laughs> That mm-hmm. sounds right up your alley from what you showed us before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It all comes back to luchadors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we can move on. I will just say in um, in summation, uh, Sancho would be great if it had an art direction. But, you know, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> just shiny things. Everything's just shiny in those games. It freaks me out, man. I've never really noticed Wait, that. Wait, Grand Theft Auto has an art direction? I think so. Oh, more so with with three. I used to have that. Remember the? I used to have that cartoonish kind of a almost cell shaded kind of a look to it that they got away from. A yeah, little bit. it was like, grimy. But I'm talking about the new ones. I'm not gonna defend the new ones. Don't care enough to. All the PS2 ones, okay. man. That's that's mm-hmm. the good era of Grand Theft. They're they're good games. I just I would take Saints Row over them. Yep. If I had to erase one from existence right now. Oh. It would be Grand Theft Auto. Stop erasing things for me. If we go down that route, you know, Z- Josh is going to erase Sonic from existence, and then things That's are just going to get... I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't have the time to hate it that much. <laughs> Too much tood. All right, um, moving on. Uh, so Diet Soda vs. Vape I have here next on my notes. i got to mention this just to, just to read the funny comments of people. So the way this started for people, this is one of our most... Um, commented. This is probably the most commented Instagram post we've ever had, which just makes me laugh because it's so dumb. But um, this whole thing started just very simply. Fish was giving me a lot of shit for drinking my diet soda, my beloved diet Dr. Pepper, and he knows I drink diet soda every day. And I was like, what the fuck, Fish? Why would you give me shit for my chemicals when you sit there and ingest vape into your body all day? every? Fish literally vapes all day every day. So I'm like, how is mine any more th- worse than your nebulous chemicals? Babe Nation, sucking? bro. <laughs> you, you know, to be honest, like after you said, well, you vape. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm putting chemicals directly into my lungs and straight into my bloodstream. Whereas your body at least has a chance to try and Filter not process it. Yeah, not process it. Choose not to. Yeah ooze it back out before it's had a chance to really get in there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I felt bad about that, but I still wouldn't drink, touch a diet soda just because it, it, I, I can't stand the flavor of them. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't believe in the zero calorie thing. Like there, there's something fishy going on there that I just, 
something nefarious. There's nothing is going fishy on. about vape. This magical new thing that saves all the smokers from cancer. Like who you said it was magic? Well, it, it is magical. I mean, Morgan is using his uh, typical exaggerations. Well, that's <laughs> but vape is magical. It is, as quoted by Fish. I was going to say, which, which side of this do you fall on, Shay? Hmm? Which side of this do you fall on? Neither. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do any of this, at least you know have the decency to have a regular soda and a cigar. Yeah, I remember Just very to distinctly. Clean it up. <laughs> hmm. I Old very school there, huh? Uh, one time, those me and Shay so much better. Me and Shay were sitting at a strip club one time, and he he was he was handing me his phone. He was like, "I want you to read these articles on vaping because this is when I used to vape." And he was showing me all these articles about how vaping was awful. And I was reading them, and I was like, "Okay, I, I'm reading this, but I'm still gonna vape." But um, what I learned because Shay is always yelling at me to do research, I researched the hell out of both diet soda and vaping, and unfortunately, they're both pretty. Vaping is so new that a lot of it's just unknown. And um, diet soda, yep. they've done a lot of stuff on like aspartame stuff, and it's also just there's nothing linking it to anything really negative. There was a one study that found that some women had some issue with like bone loss and bone density issues when they were drinking a lot of diet soda. That was it. Um, Can you define bone loss for me? Well, I, I how do you I, how do you lose? Where bones? the fuck did my tibia go? <laughs> where did my tibia go? Yeah, you just, just wake up one day and you're just fuck. missing your pelvis. That's immediately what I picture. Like, I definitely had more ribs yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, my third metacarpal. Now I can't flip people off. Yeah, I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just like a floppy flat, uh, flap of skin when you go to flip someone off. I don't know what that sound effect. Anyways. Um, that's, what, that's what bones sound like. <laughs> that's what it tries when you're trying to, without any bones in there. Yeah. Um, that's a visual cue that nobody listening can see. That's not playing. <laughs> and that's okay, because I don't want them to know what I was doing. Um, some of the best comments I got, though, that were worth reading. By the way, Diet Soda did win the poll, Fish. I'm sorry. Um, uh, okay. But they both received oh. a fair amount of strangely negative comments. Uh, for example, <laughs> our good friend Akuna Matata said, um, I agree. Let's, <laughs> let's choose neither. Come on, where's Team Bourbon? So I guess, you know, they're vice. They're going to alcohol. That's straight up is poison. There's nothing nebulous about that. Um, let's see. This one guy, LTD underscore Lance, said, well, they both kill you. I don't I don't know if that's a fair thing to say, that they, they both kill us. Like, I don't know. The... 100% of people well, who vape and drink diet soda do end up dying. It's true. He I may. <laughs> <laughs> that's statistics right up there yeah. with shampoo, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that checks I don't know. out. No. I've heard similar things about water. So yeah, I mean, most things kill you. It's true. I'd like to think this comment was meant in irony, but I don't think that's the case. Um, irony and it also was... kills. <laughs> true. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one made me laugh. This this person said, "Oh God, this is a really good one." Um. Says both, both killing you. Who cares? Vapes are the new addiction, and diet soda, the brain eater. And I was like, you know, that sounds like a good new brand of Pepsi. Pepsi brain eater. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's the? I think it would be more like a Mountain Dew campaign. 
No, that's oh, a sperm sure. killer. That's the sperm killer. So. You want to you want to set me off on Mountain Dew? I'm really pissed off at Mountain Dew right now because they've recently released oh, a no. product called Mountain <laughs> Dew Spiked, and there's no booze in it. Uh, Do that's, they not that's, know what that means? That's misleading as all they hell. Put, they put little, they put tips of sea urchins in there. Uh-huh. They put. Uh, <laughs> that's good for like, erections. I saw that in the office. Really? Oh. Yeah, I do remember that episode, actually. Yeah, they grind up sea urchins, and it's, it's supposed to be good for uh, virility. It's, uh, yeah, go figure. But yeah, they there's just, like, a taurine or something in it, and I just got really ah. mad about this, because I also think Mountain Dew that comes with alcohol already in it is an ingenious product. Just Mountain Dew going, yeah, we know what you want. You want to get drunk and drink Mountain Dew. Like, and I'm like, yes, I would like that very much. Just yeah. please make it easier for me. How has that not happened yet? Yeah. It happens here every night. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, could I purchase one of those from you? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how they do about shipping with that. Just this big glass fishbowl filled with Mountain Dew and vodka. Some people are really, some people are really defending vape on here, though. Um, I got a lot of vape is disgusting. Vape is for retards. A lot of vulgarity. Um, mm-hmm. And then some people it's like they know you, in. fish. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know that guy. How's he know I'm a retard? Um, plus, re- retard is not... That's not cool to say that in today's age. You do not say retard. It is not PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just call me fucking stupid. Please. Well, I'm pretty sure he That is have. the medical term. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think what he meant... I think what he meant, and I might be stretching here, is that... Fish is flame retardant, which means he can't be. Yeah. That. Mm. Yeah. But how does he know that? Yeah. I think he just. I think he just thinks fish is a superhero. He okay. Rebuffed uh, his advances. That makes sense. I thought it was like a thing that where the, the vape cloud covers his body, and he's like protected with like a, a thin layer of smoke. That's exactly. There what we that go. It's exactly what that is. We got it. We have. We have. We have somehow, figured out his exact meaning of his comment it was deciphered we are uh, we got it we are now detectives this is the last one i'll read and then we can move on because i really like this girl's comment and i agree with it 100 percent messy.valani said my dentist gave me a lecture last time about too much diet coke been trying to restrict uh, my consuming ever since but i still like it i could destroy one five liter bottle by myself in a night shift so i do get his point however since i don't smoke don't do drugs or drink too much i justify some vices of mine eating and drinking and uh, think I'm more human like this. A bit of a strange explanation, but not to be taken seriously. So what she's saying is, yeah. you know, I don't engage in a lot of these more serious vices. I should be allowed to drink a fucking Diet Coke, you know? Yeah. I can Here's get down the- with that. I, I, I'm curious where she's finding five-liter bottles of soda, though. I want one of those. Yeah. Me too. That's what it says. That's probably that would hurt, really hurt on your five shoulders liters. to carry out that's of the store. That's just a new 7-Eleven <laughs> size. <laughs> That would, yeah. That's... You're going to fucking blow out your rotator cuff but, mm-hmm. here's a, carrying that out. Here's a fun tip for her, should she be listening. Your dentist is an idiot. Go use a straw. You just, you fuck him. He's got nothing to say now. <laughs> oh, hey, you man. know what? I, I had a dentist tell me that. Like, yeah, you. that's the whole point. Like, you're bypassing yeah. that enamel damage if you're using yeah. a straw properly. Why not just inject it straight into your belly button? Also, you get, get drunk faster. You're welcome. Dirty <laughs> needles, fish. Oh, fuck. Okay. Let's not pass over the fact that fish just 
recommended we inject it straight into the belly button. That, <laughs> that really just happened. It just got glossed over, like, yeah, that's whatever. I feel like that's, like, one of the worst places you can inject something. Oh, no. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable to think about, and I don't know why. Like, that should be fleshy, <laughs> and it shouldn't hurt, but I don't want to do it. Yeah, it, it feels like it would really hurt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for everyone who left a fun comment there. At the end of the day, they're both nebulously destroying our bodies, perhaps, or perhaps not. And we'll just have to leave it at that. But, you know, me and Fish would be a good test because we're the same age. He vapes as much as I drink diet soda, so we'll just see who's in the hospital first. How's but also, sound? diet soda's been around a lot longer than vaping, so I don't know how conclusive these results could be. Yeah. With vaping, they're just like, we don't know, it's brand new, and we're sucking, you know, like... <laughs> Isn't it giving yeah. people popcorn alone? Yeah. Well, that's... My dad is always like... He's so old school. He's just like, well, in 20 years, if people have, like, three dicks, then we'll know that vaping was really oh. bad for us. Oh, my... Like, that's if you think having three dicks is bad, because I think yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, what's so bad about three Three dicks, dicks, but there's going to be a gay frog on two of them. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what Alex Jones told me. God, that... Oh, I've been on a huge Alex Jones <laughs> kick. We can't even go down that road. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good as in so unbelievably bad. Um, it's the best yeah, as we, sorry, as we uh, segue <laughs> here into some actual game talk, uh, Sonic Mania was sort of the big hyped game of the show, uh, which we can do occasionally, depending on what we play, and I wanted Rich to come on the show um, for this game in particular because I spotted him on Twitter He's trying to upset people by telling them that Sonic Mania was better than Sonic 3. Come fight me. And uh, he just seemed like he was passionate about this whole Sonic Mania thing. Um, so, Surprised. I mean, like, I'll let you lead into this one being our guest. Sure. Like, Sonic Mania, uh, how, how you feeling about it? Um, all right. I'd always planned to pick up Sonic Mania out of almost like a morbid curiosity mm-hmm. in the sense of uh, I'll preface by saying that I am not what you would call a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I I will attest that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was the last good Sonic game. I've said it many times. Uh, So I decided to pick up Sonic Mania, $20. I bought it on the Nintendo Switch, and I loved it. I beat it in, like, two sittings. Um, That is a really well-designed game, and the boss design, the level design, everything they did with the music, it just... It blew me away, and I, in a way I was not expecting. Like it was, a, it'll definitely be a standout for me this year, in a way I never could have guessed. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's a pretty good lead. That's what I like to hear. Now I'm going to let Josh fire away right <laughs> away here mm-hmm. um, from the other side of the fence. Who Josh notoriously on our podcast says nothing but terrible things about Sonic. Uh, has also decided to play Sonic Mania, which is a good mm-hmm. sport. Um, Go ahead, yeah. Josh. How, how far are you and how are you feeling about Sonic Mania so far? Um, I also have had one sitting with the game, um, but not because I finished it in the one. Um, uh, I don't know. They finally, they finally have someone working on Sonic Mania who seems like they know what the hell a Sonic game is, which is great because it's been forever. They've tried everything, and it's been just nightmarish. Until this one, and this one is a decent game. It's not. It's not bad. Um, it finally feels great to control Sonic again, and it's been forever since that's happened. Um, 
my big issue with it still is it feels like a series who forgot to hire a level designer. Um, like, Sonic has all these controls, and you don't really do much with them most of the time. Um, I mean, you're, you're either running to the right or kind of awkwardly platforming here or there. Um, it doesn't feel like there's really much of an in-between. Um, they, just, they don't really know how to use his speed in interesting ways. It's, you're either running or running into something when you're going fast. And then, like I said, all, all the platforming stuff is, like, smaller scale here and there. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, a few of the things I ran into is they, they still have power-ups in this one. You can get, like, a bubble. Um, and then you can get, like, a flame thing, which also... That one that one gives you an extra move. Because whenever you have the flame thing, you can do, dash. like, a, a mid-air dash thing. Just turns you is, into knuckles. Yeah, which is which is cool. But again, they're just kind of hidden around. You don't need them for anything. They don't do much. It's not like, for example, say in a Mario game, you get a power-up. They're going to do something with that extra ability. They're going to have puzzles involving it. They're going to have extra platforming you're supposed to be doing. And none of that's in there. It just There happens to be a power-up that you can pick up. Um, that was my problem with Sonic 3, I always said. I felt like, because that, that would be the first Sonic game that introduced those elemental shields, like the lightning, the bubble, mm-hmm. the fire. And I just felt like they weren't really utilized. I'd actually say Sonic Mania does a little bit of a better job with those, like using the fire dash to get to places you might have to be playing as Knuckles to get to otherwise. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Sonic well, 3, like I think, did a poor job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to restrain too many of my thoughts here. I want everyone to go round table here. Uh, Fish is our Sonic Virgin. Uh, he had never played a Sonic game. He almost gave me a heart attack because last night he had downloaded it before it was available on Steam. Then he started playing Everybody's Golf, and he messaged yeah. me about <laughs> which is a great game. But then he messaged me at ten o'clock and said, "I'm going to try this whole Sonic thing out." But he had to start downloading it, and then while it was downloading, he fell asleep because that's what Anthony Fisher does. <laughs> That, that's what happened night before the podcast. My one <laughs> night I had free to play some Sonic Mania to have some thoughts on. I fell asleep. But, uh, no, luckily Good enough, choice. like, no, I actually woke up, though, at <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning, Josh, three hours before I had to get ready for work. All and, right. yeah, I did some morning session with uh, Sonic Mania. Um, so I was... Dedication. Morning wood? Yeah. I had morning wood. I was... Looking at Sonic and exited out. Went went to straight to my subscription with RedTube. So <laughs> that's that's it. That's Furby. my Sonic Mania experience. The, no, actually, the real weird part f- here is you have an actual subscription when you can watch the videos for free. <laughs> well, well, I like to premium. give back to the community. <laughs> He's got a premium mm. membership. You actually get <laughs> uh, ad-free viewing experience. So yeah. Oh, tell no, us more, Morgan, did. about your uh, your own. <laughs> I actually did a little research in the furries before I made that joke this week, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I, I did end up playing about an hour and a half of it. I got to the flying battery zone um, where I died to the first boss, or I think it's the first boss. Was it the spider boss? No, that was the spider sp- boss. Oh. Yeah, it was the spider I love boss. That boss. That's a bitch. that's a good boss. Uh, I, I didn't understand what to. I didn't understand what I had to do with that, and it was my first try, and I got a game over from it. I guess I didn't have any lives or whatever. So um, 
Yeah, that's when I put it down. I was like, okay, I got to get many ready for work. How levels is that in? That's, so I know the first level is um, Green Hill Zone, then Chemical it's like the Plant. the third one? Is it the third? Uh-huh. I think so. No, the third the, one is the the third a one's level. a studio. Yeah, Studioopolis is the third zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the first yeah, new area. Yeah, I went through that. Oh, and that then, boss where you're yeah. like running and it's like the big missiles and everything. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that was pretty cool. Like the boss intro on that one was uh, almost reminiscent of like a, a Mega Man uh, intro, where like you see a bunch of stuff in the background flying and. Um, one of the lackeys like is carrying a rocket launcher and he throws it to the boss and like it just he catches it and then he starts firing off rockets. I thought that was that was probably my favorite uh, boss fought battle battle that I uh, encountered in that game so far. Um, uh, and, and it was very intuitive as far as like letting you know what you had to do um, as far as uh, defeating him. Um, and I thought it, that 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 was actually pretty fun. Um, but but the game, uh, like, the music definitely stuck out to me, but it doesn't stick with me. Maybe I have to give it some more hours, but it, it's it's definitely what? not. Eh. It's not very uh, memorable. I, I no, couldn't it's hum not. any of it. What the fuck? I know. I, I could hum, Chemical like, plant three will di- never leave my head. Like, but Ever. that's just, that's in Sonic 2. I, I don't yeah, even remember. Like, it. Yeah, it's, it's music. The stuff How that sticks out are the parts well, that you've heard before because they were in older well, I, games. I, yeah, but I think that's kind of the, the majesty of it, like for anyone who hasn't played it, being the design choice they went with if you are in a zone that has been in a previous Sonic game. For example, you go to uh, Chemical Plant Zone Act 1 will be the traditional Sonic 2 Chemical Plant music. And then when you get to Act 2, they'll do like a highly remixed version, which all still really great music. Yeah, yeah, and they they remix the uh, music a little bit whenever you go to like the second part of the stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, the whole second stages are are remixed. Um, I can't. Well, you know what? Maybe it's new ideas, it, new music. Yeah. It's hard for me to say because I've heard a lot of the music in these games hundreds of times. So I know I'm being critical of Fish, but he's literally only heard these songs for an hour and a half for um, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. T- today and, so and all yeah. that fucking vape juice is fucking his brain up so no 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 diet no. soda was the brain eater remember <laughs> yeah yes. brain eater. god damn it you lost your brain <laughs> that's why you can't remember <laughs> but that's true like i that's interesting <laughs> i i want to know these things from a sonic virgin just out of curiosity um yeah and i i guess as a kid like my comparative game would probably be Super Mario World, where um, much, be- much guess, better game. Uh, of course, uh, but um, I mean, I never played a Sonic game back then. But uh, yeah, I could hum easily three different songs from Super Mario World to this day, and I haven't played that game in you know over two two decades now at this point. Um, so, but you played it uh, a lot as a kid, so it's burned that's true. in your brain. That, that's yes. one game I make a point. That's exactly what I was going to say. To play at yeah. least once a year. Just sit down, do a Super Mario World run. That is true. I though, can't like, argue with that. It makes you wonder if someone had done the opposite, like they had never played Super Mario World and they were playing it for the first time, if maybe they'd be like, eh, the songs didn't stick with me. We'd all be like, They'd what? be wrong. Yeah, you'd be like, why? But, I mean, maybe it just has to yeah. do with repetition. I mean, repetition might be more of it than we think it is, no matter how good the music is. And ingrained yeah. at an impressionable age. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but I, there are some levels in this game that I don't even remember, like the lava reef zone. I was sending fish uh, that. That's uh, from Sonic some... Three, I want to say. Yes, or Sonic mm-hmm. and Knuckles, I think. But yeah, I, you're right. Oh. Um, I was looking. I have the list right here, but um, I I had never heard that song before, and it stuck out to me. See, the Sonic music had always been appealing to me because it was like the closest thing to electronica that like video games had at the time, uh, and I had good electronica. Like if you think about Mario music. And like Donkey Kong music, but then like look at Sonic music, like the, the a lot of the different like weird almost like synthesizer kind of sounds are using and whatnot. Yeah, that was what um, they were leaning on. Yeah, and the sort of that '90s almost like rap funk kind of bass lines that you'd hear in there, um, like that reminded me a lot of like that the music I'd hear when I was a kid on the radio. Like it's this beautiful hybrid that is very unique in its own way, and I was. I guess as if it always appealed to me because it had that nice electronica flair to it or close enough to electronica that always appealed to me. Um, I mean, but that's subjective. Like, anyways, uh, I was going to say. I, I got... I- Nothing? Come on, come on! It's good stuff. I, I got more of like a jazzy vibe from it, like that. Definitely from that bass t- uh, line that they have on it. It's it's more oh, that's, jazz. That's to a me. deep bass line, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a little bit unfair because yeah. it's like a greatest hits. Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead. I actually want to show you guys something because um, I used to get a bunch of MP3s on my phone, and they've been traveling on my SD card ever since. And, uh, <laughs> So this is my music player. Hello, music player. Is that Labyrinth Zone? Yep. It's Marble Zone. Marble Zone, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's in this game. That's in Sonic yeah. Mania. Yeah, Wait, no, I, I maybe have, it's not. I have maybe it's three not. different Sonic songs. I don't think so. I, what are the three? Green, what are the three songs? That's from the first one. Yeah, I've got three uh, Sonic songs uh, on my phone. Are those your favorite three Sonic songs? Yeah, but here's here's another one. <laughs> Man, that music is just so memorable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was so memorable there, from the original Master System. They had a yeah. really good synth card on there. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just a quick rundown to uh, the so all the remastered zones for Sonic fans out there. I had this really quickly, so I thought it'd be cool to run through it. Stardust Speedway is a reimagining of the popular zone from the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Green Hill Zone, of course, is a remix of the Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. Chemical Plant Zone, which we just talked about, is from Sonic 2. Flying Battery Zone, where Fish stopped, is from Sonic and Knuckles. Um, Hydro City Zone is from Sonic 3. Lava Reef Zone is from Sonic and Knuckles, it says. Oil Ocean Zone, which I gave me a lot of weird nostalgia that I didn't expect, is Octopus. from... Yeah. Yeah, it's from Sonic 2. Me- Metallic Madness Zone, um, I did not know because it's from Sonic CD. Never played... I, Sonic. I, I've, Sonic CD's all right, but I have a weird, funny story about that zone, which made it sound a lot better. I was briefly looking at something else and only caught a glimpse of the screen, and I could swear to God that it said Metallica Zone. And I was like, all right, yeah, oh, that sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do, let's do the Metallica Zone. That would be a very weird mashup. And the, the music is going to have a bunch of electronic, and then he's going to be like, pulling your strings, ah, 
Just you're just gonna hear that constantly <laughs> in the background. James Hedfield is in the backdrop of it, like he's somehow following you, like he's on a conveyor belt. Yeah, that kid. It's very Sonic is very frantic. Frantic, tick, 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 tick. Boom. Um. Ugh. The four the four new stages that they actually created for the game were Studiopolis, Mirage Saloon Zone, Press Garden, and Titanic Monarch. And all the new zones they created seemed pretty cool. I mean, it's they were actually able to kind of let's let's put it this way. I'm no Sonic connoisseur, but I couldn't have told you before I looked it up which zones were new. All of I, I knew some of them obviously, like Chemical Plant and Green Hill Zone and stuff like that. Um, but I couldn't have told you every zone that was new and every zone that was from a Sonic game, and that's a testament, I think, to the work they did. The Saloon Zone I especially liked, actually. The, the little revolvers that uh, shoot you and whatnot. Oh, was that the one where you start off on the plane at the yeah, beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just I'll go. I'll. I'll. I'll um. I'm trying to find it. There was a couple things I was going to tell you that Rich, you might be proud of me. So Sonic has worked its way back into my heart to the point mm-hmm. where I went and purchased the Shay can't hear me because he took off his headphones, so he can't make fun of me. I purchased a Sonic Amiibo. My first Did Amiibo. You? Mm-hmm. I have so many Amiibo. I have like 60-something Amiibo. I don't have a Sonic one. You don't have a Sonic Amiibo. Well, uh, what's going on, man? Where's your Sonic I, Amiibo? I don't know if I want to look at that every night. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like he, made one, he made one good game. Let's see what happens next. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. I will say this. I think Sonic Mania is the best Sonic game. The best. Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made for that. I'm still, like, hefty if I want to say it's better than Sonic 2, but I kind of feel like it is. Well, the best stages from Sonic 2 are in Sonic Mania. Yeah, that's that's 100% true. What about Sonic Generations? That game was fucking criminally underrated and good. It was underrated, mm-hmm, but it's been a yeah. long time. Had a little chubby Sonic in it. it it did have the chubby Sonic. Oh, that's right. It's you know, a good game. Jo- yeah. What about that RPG that Bioware made? I never played that, but I was curious it's about act- that. Actually, one. it's actually not bad. Yeah, that's a that's a, it's it's a very under it's a very unknown game that they created. It's like oh, I wish I could remember what it was called. It was like Sonic in the Dark Sonic in the Dark Brotherhood. I want to say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think know I think I think that is it. Is that what, that, what it's called? That sounds yeah. dumb enough to be correct. Yeah, that was I, good Bioware, too. That was when Bioware was good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's a little bit unfair, though, because I, I said this on the Instagram, that it's kind of like a both a remix album and a greatest hits album. So mm-hmm. they do this trick, which is kind of brilliant, where if you're a Sonic fan, where they lure you in with a classic level, and then when they switch it up, it's like you're more accepting of it. You know what I mean? So a lot of what they're doing here is, remember how cool this was? Now, this is our take on it. And I think that's a, a really smart way to do it. They could have done all new levels yeah. and ideas, and it still would have been pretty cool. But I think that this is a very interesting uh, re- uh, meshing of the two. Um, and it's not very often you get both a remix album, a greatest hits album, and a cover artist album all in the same thing, which is really what this is. Because the guy who made it, Christian Whitehead, like we were talking about, he actually ported, he, he's Australian, he ported a lot of the mobile Sonic the Hedgehog, ga- Sonic the Hedgehog games. Um, mm-hmm. And he did such a good job. He was like, and he loved the series. He's like, look, I can make a better Sonic game than you guys can. So Sega was basically just like, okay, let's see what you can do. You know, um, I'm sure not. I'm sure that's not exactly how it went down. I'm sure he didn't walk in there and say, but I can make a better Sonic he, game. Uh, he should have. He sh- like they'd have been like, all right, fine, go ahead. <laughs> we don't want to do it anymore anyway. I know. I mean, they're probably like, fuck it, man. We this thing is a hot mess right now. Good luck. Um, that's but why you just released Sonic the Hedgehog Maker. 
Oh, that would... <laughs> then Josh can be his own level designer, and everything's great. I don't know if there's anything I could really do with that. I don't it know how... Be... It definitely wouldn't be, for me, what Mario Maker was, which was... Yeah. Like, my Wii U is still hooked up to my TV because of, it's not even hooked up to my TV. I just keep it turned on so I can play through the tablet. Just every once in a while, I'll, I'll just pick up Mario Maker because, goddamn, that is the Wii U's number one shining gem. Yeah. I think you can make something good, Josh. You just you make one bounce that bounces you to the right, and you just do infinite loops and twirls on one track as the, the music plays, and I think you have all the fans bagged. <laughs> Very and it just possible. goes all the way to the end, and you win. I'd play that game. Come on, <laughs> the fish. Sonic is, Sonic is pretty cute, right? He's pretty cute. Sonic is pretty cute. Um, Much cuter than uh, Mario. No, he's not. Mario. Mario's dirty, gritty. That's what I like about him. <laughs> more, <laughs> more describe- my type. I think you're talking about that movie. Yeah. Which Mario are we? Oh, I don't no. know if I even no. use the word gritty. I would give it to Luigi. Never Luigi's heard of him. the more handsome one, I would say. Oh, you're more of a um, Luigi guy, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, you were like the little kid in middle school who used to spike your hair back thinking you were badass. I mean, you were a Sonic kid. You just didn't have a chance to experience Thinking I was badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You were. You were badass. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I just never got into it. Um, oh, that's what it was yeah. in middle school. I would just see a, a flock of attractive women, and I couldn't see what they were looking at because they were all huddled around each other. All I could just- see was Fish's little hair spikes sticking out the top of the group of attractive women and I knew that Fish was just doing his thing. That was and through, through the gap at the I'll bottom in their legs you could see him impatiently tapping his foot. And <laughs> <laughs> shaking my finger. He, he no, no, no. To me. Uh, that's cool. No, though. but I mean the, the game is fun. Um, I, I don't really like the platforming in there. Like the, the the more fun parts of that game are whenever you're you've got a lot of speed going and you're you're flying through the level and you're seeing um, the background, um, but at times like that that could come to a screeching halt whenever like you don't have enough speed on a loop and then all of a sudden you know you're just standing still and um, sometimes it, it takes a while for me to like gain back up that speed like pressing down and um, spinning up to do the loop and then progress further really slows down uh the kills game the momentum for me. yeah yeah it, it de- definitely yeah it kills well, like the, point, the vibe though. too it's about a loss of momentum and regaining they, momentum well i'd say the main argument for sonic in that part is there are those points of sudden stops of losing your momentum because a like you hit spikes or you fall in a pit but sonic at least does a good job of Screwing up like that, I guess, in a sense, and losing your momentum never punishes you with death. Like, you never fall in a pit to your death unless it's, you know, you know you have no rings and you fall into a spike pit. It's mm-hmm. it's never unfair with punishing you in that regard. Yeah, and it, it wasn't. And a lot of times whenever I did come to a stop in a certain area, like, there would be a, a secret somewhere around there. But um, the secrets aren't very intuitive to me i would say like i would imagine it takes a lot of exploration in these uh in these levels to actually 
get all the uh, chaos emeralds and mm. finding well, all this. Of different pathways, which blew my mind. Like I went through a level mm-hmm. like four times the other day, and the fourth time I went through it, I found a submarine, and I went inside the submarine, and there was like this whole other part of the level, and I had been through that level like four times and hadn't seen that area. Now it's not the greatest thing ever, but the but the they levels... widen the scope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, I got a question. Like, uh, were those chaos levels in the original? Because those not, not like that. They were different. They, they look fucking weird. They play weird they, too. Like they, that. They look like Sonic R. If anyone's ever played that on the Sega Saturn. Wait the the ones where you get the little balls, the red and the blue balls. That that wasn't the original ones. Where is no, no. I thought he was talking about the Chaos Emerald ones, where you uh, chase the little UFOs to get the Chaos oh, Emeralds. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, that is weird. That there, wasn't in the original. It's a like clear that? no. It's a clear design choice from the way I look at it. Um, Sonic R, which was a really bad racing game on the uh, Sega Saturn, it basically looks and controls like that. But it, well, it controls better in a sense of uh, that game on Sega Saturn had the worst draw distance in the world, so you could barely see what was in front of you. But I, I think it's a clear like homage to that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really like those. Um, it's just like a polygonal gun. You're like in this 3D race type of thing. Yeah. And like you're chasing after a UFO. They're like, weird. Uh, I wish. Yeah. It, and the shitty thing is, if you get all the emeralds, you get super, fucking supersonic, which is the. Wait, what's his name? He's um, supersonic, right? Yeah. Goku. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Goku, correct. You get Nobody a ever done that sonic before. fish, and he's fucking so badass. He's so badass. Oh. He goes super saiyan. Do you think okay. regular Sonic has two? Wait till you see this guy. So much two. <laughs> More two than you can handle. Um, Wait, tube or toed? Both. Oh, I'm confused. Both. Whoa. Tude. Whoa. It's the tude, man. Sonic, he's got an attitude. Sonic, I can't remember the rest. It's the fastest <laughs> thing. Can't wait to edit that part out of the podcast later. <laughs> My uh, for my copyright reasons, <laughs> they could suck it. Um, the last thing I'll say is that the thing that kind of impressed me, even though it's making the game really difficult, and you're going to see this fish because you, the part where you died, is where the game actually becomes challenging, in my opinion. Um, I was kind of tepid on it. Well, I was enjoying it, but I wasn't blown away until I started to get past the level you're at, fish, where you fight that big, huge spider boss. When you beat that boss, you will feel incredibly satisfied, and the bosses get crazier and crazier, and the levels get harder and harder. And what it gave me an appreciation for was playing the game very patiently. Like The irony, I think, is, is that Sonic appears to be about speed, but for me to play the game properly, it takes patience, um, slowing down, um, not getting ahead of myself, and just trying to collect every ring I can. And like when I get an extra life in this game, I'm just like, fuck yeah, because it's, it's difficult. And every life does matter. And if you lose, you have to do the whole stage over again. And it gave me a real appreciation for, like, what Sonic is. Now, not maybe not everyone will like it. I agree with Josh. A lot of the power-ups just feel kind of random. Um, they do cool things now where, like, there's a, a, for example, there's a zone that's all oil. And when you have the fire circle on you, you can light all the oil on fire and weird stuff like that. Like, there's, they put a lot of depth into it, and they are helpful power-ups when you find them, but it just feels like you could go without them either way, you know? Definitely not needed, yeah. Yeah, and um, they... And and it's obscure, like Fish was saying, 
it gets more difficult though because they don't tell you how to do things. Like there's literally there was this one boss that was floating away from. This is a pro tip for you fish, so you don't die a hundred times. You're underwater, and I couldn't figure out how to get air bubbles. I kept trying to beat this guy, and I knew how to hurt him by making him fall in front of these missiles. But I kept drowning. And the air bubbles seem random. I only figured out after dying a couple times that the air bubbles would appear after I had attacked him. Then the air bubble would show up. But the game doesn't tell you that. It's, there's a lot of things in the game that are just you have to discover and learn. And it's trial by error. And sometimes trial by error that results in death, which results in loss of time, will frustrate people. So if there's one criticism I can level with the game for me, it would be... It's both the positive and the negative. Because you will... I mean, I was—I didn't beat it as quickly as Rich did. Maybe he's just a better gamer than I am. But I felt a lot of. <laughs> I would I never. Exp- I, I would never explicitly say I'm better than anyone because I'm worse than most people in most things. <laughs> All I'm saying is I liked the experimentation with the boss fights, and they're really clever. But the penalty was oftentimes having to do the levels over and over again. Also, you know? one of those bosses is just playing Poyo Poyo, and I thought that yeah. was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what Josh said too. It was a little disappointing <laughs> after actually. Because it wasn't challenging. Yeah. 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 Like, literally, I I made, I think I made, like, two matches in there, and then he just died. Like, but it was, was a nice, he was like, missing uh, everything on his own side. Yeah. All you had to do he, was, he was just bad at it. sit there. Yeah, he was so bad at it. It, it was a nice callback, though, to uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which was yeah. the intent there, which was I thought was really yeah. super cool. Is that the Tetris type of thing yeah, where it's yeah. the two blobs falling down? Yeah. yeah. I bet you were po- just like, what yeah. the hell is happening right now? <laughs> Poyo Poyo is, is pretty awesome. Poyo Poyo Tetris is, is oh, what a time. Oh, it's, oh that's great. That's, that is a really good game. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that part of the game, actually. Yeah. Seeing the look on Sonic's face as, like, each little blob comes out. He's like, oh, oh. And then, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik's just fucking up left and right. I was like, ah, I got this in the bag. This guy's just going to fuck up big yeah. time. <laughs> He's just a fu- is there any replayability, um, Rich? Like, when you beat the game, is there any, like, incentive to go back through, like, harder um, difficulty? Well, if you want to go back and get the emeralds, and uh, also doing the special stages starts netting you medals, you might have noticed, um, that unlock different abilities. They unlock the ability to play as Knuckles, for one. They unlock the and Knuckles uh, edition, which lets you replace Tails with Knuckles. Which, hmm. by the way, you can also have on if you are playing it as Knuckles. So you can just have two Knuckles. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, Knuckles. It, yeah, you can also... There's a new drop dash move you can unlock that basically lets Sonic like slam down into a fully charged spin dash. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I know, Morgan, you said you never played Sonic CD. I don't know if any of you guys have. Um, in Sonic CD, you can alternatively hold up on the D-pad to charge up just a regular run and you can unlock that as well oh that's cool hmm. well i mean yeah i was just curious what that i mean i'm sure one time will probably be enough for me but you, i mean value wise for 20 bucks pretty fun yeah it, it's totally worth 20 dollars. absolutely i'm excited for shay to try it because he he actually had this on his shay is probably the more adv, um more passionate sonic guy on our crew um and he had this as one of his most anticipated games from E3. He just hasn't had a chance to get to it just yet. Uh, you're you're going to love it. <laughs> I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm pissed. I'm, I'm predicting... I had every intention of playing it last night. I will say this, though. Do you guys remember this guy from Sonic 2? Remember him? Yeah. He is Metal not Sonic. In, 
not in Sonic Mania. They have the weird purple Metal Sonic, and the, I'm not a fan of him. He's he's the the Metal Sonic proper, as people want to say. But I mean, that guy right there is first Metal Sonic. Yeah, he was he was fucking creepy. I have so many memories of being when I was a kid, and when we finally got to that stage, and you're like, "Holy fuck! There's a Metal Sonic! What the fuck is happening like, ro- right now?" You know what I mean? Like, but I will I say that's, that's that Spider Boss is probably one of. Like, I think the boss design in this game is so good, and I think that was the first one where I went like, oh, this is smart. Like, they're doing mm-hmm. stuff that the Genesis would not have been able to do. Like, have you got to the spider boss yet, Josh? I think I'm on that level. I think It's I flying battery. Yeah. It's like a big airship. I think that's where I stopped. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Fish and Josh, if you guys go back to it, that is where the game I think becomes I just, great. I don't think I'm ever. I agree. Turn actually, that back on on my Switch. It just that was with, with that Mario was, Rabbits. Yeah, Mario Rabbits. Ugh. Sitting right next to it, I, that that box is never going to get clicked on again. It's just. Oh, that's understandable, Josh. Yeah, that's a good game. No, don't encourage Can I have him? that and Breath <laughs> of the Wild installed on the same machine? It's just, oh, it's never going to happen. <laughs> You know what? You, you're you're making a lot of really great points. You do whatever you have to do. <laughs> no, you spent your hard-earned money on that game, John. I'll tell yeah. you this: Rich had an article about this on Destructoid. There's no D-pad on the Switch, is there? No, yeah. there's not. There's a D-pad. No, there's not. If you're using a Pro controller, yeah, not on the uh, A I on mostly... the Pro controller, but B on the, those buttons. That's four buttons is a In... D-pad. It doesn't feel the same to me. It's uh, right. yeah. I just kind of, I, I don't know. I, it, they're serviceable. They're more than serviceable, but it just doesn't feel like that right like thumb flex that I kind of get with a D pad, like a good, mm-hmm. cushy D pad. I just want them to release a new Joy-Con that like gives me the option to have the D pad on yeah. the right side. It, I get it, why not for the turning it sideways purposes. But I want if you're someone out there that plays Sonic with a joystick, go to your sink, grab some Pine Saw, and drink it. And save the world your existence because you have to play no, no, Sonic no. with a fucking Whoa. D-pad. Whoa. No analog stick. It doesn't feel right. No, no. Disregard right. what Morgan just said. <laughs> it's, obviously a, it's obviously a joke. He uh, just got carried away. <laughs> I know. He seemed pretty passionate. I just... I can't stand playing that game with a joystick. It feels fucking gross. Ugh. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. It's weird. Um, anyways, that's a good segue, Josh. Do you guys want to talk a little of this Mario Rabbids thing? I guess. I, <laughs> yeah. I posted it on Instagram today, and a lot of people seem pretty curious about this because um, you sent us that picture with Bowser saying he was trying to repress his daddy issues. And, <laughs> he uh, spends a lot of that game on the phone. Mm-hmm. Does he? Um, oh yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't – I'll let you guys kind of talk about it, but I can open up the floor a little bit and see if Fish and Shay want to chime in. They feel free, obviously. But So this game, I just – XCOM is not my thing. I just, I've never been it's interested. It's very much in, my thing. Yeah. Tactics yeah. games in general. Yeah. This one does a lot of things to pare down that formula that are great. For example, mm-hmm. having accuracy be entirely based on cover and very very straightforward whereas in XCOM distance a, makes uh, distance cover and then it's stuff, a dice cover. roll yeah and then it, yeah there's so much going on there whereas in this game there you either have a 100% chance 0% chance 
or 50%, 50%. based on where how you're positioned. Like if they're behind half cover, it's a coin flip. That's yeah. that's easy enough to put you can wrap your mind around it really easily compared if, to like in XCOM I would you'd move your character around, hope you ended up with a good spot. If it doesn't work, it's like there it was it was fiddly. It was fiddly in a way that this one isn't in a lot of ways. The only thing that you're really rolling for here is damage and it's not a huge variance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your weapon will straight outline what your minimum yeah. damage output is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in those games where you you sneak up on someone, it's like you have a ninety eight percent chance of hitting them, but you roll the two percent and then you fuck up the whole fight, and you're like, yeah, well, well, my favorite's yeah, exactly. that ninety nine percent like standing in front of an alien holding a shotgun, and I just imagine <laughs> like whoops, and just like oh fires it behind his shoulder or something. Yeah. God. <laughs> Speaking of which, the shotguns in this game. Are the best shotguns oh my in any God. game ever. They are the best. I was not best. expecting uh, Peach to be tanky either. I and know. I think it was such a great best. decision. Princess Peach is a fucking tank with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. She marches right up into their face and blasts their ass away. Oh, it yeah. is so good. Josh looks it, like he has a powerful erection right now just from the smile on his face. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. tell. What's so great about the shotgun? I don't understand. Is it just... Aesthetics, it's the crazy spread fire. Like, yeah, you're hitting like five rows in front of you. Uh, the damage varies depending on how far they are, but like mm-hmm. the animation looks amazing. It's like you're just blowing fire out of this fucking thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a spread fire weapon. It actually fires like a shotgun. You aim it in the general direction of what you want to hit, and mm-hmm. it will blast away them and any cover that happens to be in the same general direction as yeah. you're pointing this thing. It's, it's a oh, it's a literal it's so hand cannon. It's like a yes. obliterator, yeah. Um, and what is oh. it? Uh, Rabbit Mario, who is the other tanky character, um, has an ability called Magnet Dance that allows him to draw nearby enemies in front of him. So mm. that it's just such an amazing combo to just... And it's got a pretty wide radius, just like drawing five enemies right in front of you and then just blowing them away with a shotgun. It's so good. Yeah, that's that's really badass. Is there any Donkey Kong characters in there, or is it all Mario? There's as a Donkey enemies. Kong Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, is there? as enemies. That's yeah. like the the first. Yeah, World One boss. The first World One, yeah, boss is the Donkey Kong. I've Rabbit. I've heard heard in air quotations that the music is pretty interesting. Um, it's the guy who did Viva Pinata, but it's like a mixture of like Nintendo music and like Viva Pinata kind of music. Yeah, it's like cheerier and like more upbeat, but it's a lot of remixed Mario music, a lot mm-hmm. of like Super Mario World stuff, which I appreciate a lot. Uh, at one point, like when you first meet Robin Mario, when you're introduced to him, he has like a little ukulele or banjo or whatever, and he plays like the Super Mario World theme on it, and everybody, Mario's just looking at him like, "What the fuck happened to me? What is my life?" <laughs> <laughs> Luigi it's dabs. About time he asked that question. It's a, it's a dark world. <laughs> So is it like it's like a fire emblem kind of thing? Like just you kind of move around to your different squares and distances and yeah, everybody has their cell yeah. movement. Um, Luigi's a sniper, like he was born to be. Mm, fish likes that. He's a Luigi guy. Yeah, from a vacuum cleaner to a sniper rifle. That's a logical. <laughs> that is an step. upgrade. <laughs> uh, I don't know how far are you in, uh, Josh. I'm on the third world okay so we're about the same place then yeah yeah i've been i've been really busy this week with everything going on trying to get 
trying to get out of town tomorrow morning, so I've just so, yeah. not been able to play as much as I wanted. But yeah, it's, mm. it's most chances really I've had so to far. sit down this week have been with that, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just I feel like the combat is actually picking up a little bit in difficulty uh, in World Three, uh, mm-hmm. as far as managing like status effects and stuff. Uh, go. Yeah, well, it, as you go through the game, like in the first couple weapons you get, you have basically your crits also apply a status effect in the game um and that percent chance goes up as you upgrade your weapons but the enemies also have the same thing so in the first couple worlds you might get a status applied to you but in world three i've yeah i've noticed where almost every round somebody has a status effect that you have to have to strategize around you then really utilize that there's an ability on everybody's skill tree i think i have it for all Mm -hmm. the characters i have at this point uh, where if they use a boost jump with another character, which is during their movement phase, another character can pick them up and throw them so they can move a further distance, it'll clear that character's status effect. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Well, it sounds like you yeah, guys are yeah. digging it. Yeah, for sure. To say the least. Uh, speaking of digging it, uh, I know both you and Josh were able to try out the Destiny 2 beta on PC, and Fish was overjoyed to see Josh <laughs> playing Destiny. And it, it looks it looks like it's running it, it looks pretty really well on that p- it's, computer. It's running amazingly. They have optimized yeah. this thing like it's for for the first time it's been on a PC. I am astounded as how at how well it runs. I've got to be hitting uh, 120 frames per second at least on that. Like it looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah. yeah like I I just turned it on, and I was not expecting much because it was their first time doing yeah. a PC game. I was expecting to just chug along. But, yeah, it was it was running basically at max refresh rate for me because I, I need to get a faster monitor. But it was I was running at 60 frames constantly. And also, just doing the auto settings, it decided to render it higher, at higher resolution and then scale it down for me, and it was still able to... It's it's just it's optimized so well. Um, well, what do yeah. you what are you thinking about the actual game though? Visuals aside, how much did you play the whole opening mission? Yeah, I played the opening mission. I kind of played the strike. Um, I, I, again, I've not had a lot of time. I'm since I don't have internet at my house, I'm kind of yeah. limited for time, and so I went through the through a mission, and then my teammates just dropped. So I got, you know most of the way through the strike. Um, it feels so much better with mouse and keyboard because it yeah. solves all the issues I've had with it before with the whole bullshit <sighs> aim assist is decided by random drop. Like, what? what is that? Like, that that was always the issue with the f- console destiny. Mm-hmm. That, <sighs> yeah. Can you explain like you find- that in more detail? I'm not, are you saying different guns have different... Uh, different guns that, have no, no, no. Different guns have different amounts of aim assist on them, huh. and it's part of their abilities. But mouse like, and keyboard, you don't need aim assist. Yes, you don't need aim assist, and also, like that, that should have always been an option. Like that should not have had anything to do with yeah. Random. What kind drop. of equipment uh, you're I, using? Yeah, but the reason they did that is because it made the ones with really strong aim assist were great for PvP because it would just snap right to somebody's head. Um, which is 
fine in that situation, but bugged the crap out of me before because I play more of a sniper character. And you get somebody to run in front of you, they'll just drag your cursor halfway across the world. Um, and you're trying to line up a headshot on something specific, which was always unbelievably frustrating. Whereas when you're finally playing with mouse and keyboard, oh, it feels good. It's, yeah. Yeah. It feels so good. Hmm. Um, what did you guys, what did you think of the uh, one mission they had in the, the beta, Rich? Uh, the intro mission I thought was really good. Um, showing off like a little combat on the tower as it's falling uh, with the cabal coming in and all that. Uh, the strike, I don't, I don't know, man. It was all right. The environments were definitely pretty. It gets to this point towards the end where you're in this really open, like almost beachfront in like this mining facility. Mm-hmm. And something about it being so open, like I was kind of like, it's cool. They're showing the vastness here, but like, I don't feel like there's a whole lot going on. Like, yeah, I, I feel I like know. they chose I, a weirdly weak strike for the uh, <laughs> for the beta. Like, it, it felt like it was one of the strikes where you end up running through the open world area for a vast portion of it because several mm. of the strikes would do that, where you'd just be out in a zone that you just wander around in usually. Yeah, and that was, I guess, part of the charm of it at the time. And maybe but, that's what this was because we haven't seen the, uh, yeah. the zones yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of I, I, that's kind of what I felt like. I, I kind of got the similar vibe there, like it's cause before you do the, those mega jumps to that mining sit area. It, yeah, it yeah. Felt, it felt like there should have been other stuff going on there. There was um, here and there. There were cabal fighting Vex off in like corners yeah. and stuff, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about? I died. I'm gonna not embarrass to say this, but I died like three times in that stupid fan part in the first mission. Do you remember that at the end? <laughs> It was like you had to like uh, fly with your jetpack over these weird like spinning fan blades. I don't know. It was weird. Um, that on the mining platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I think at, I know what you're talking about. It was at the end of the very first mission. It was strange. So uh, it seems like they're going to include some more platforming esque things in the game. If that's any indication, because the raids did so well, and the raids yeah. had like all those weird platformy kind of things. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the game has a lot more of that infused into the single player because. Uh, obviously, raids you can join raids now. I believe um, it's like a quick, quick join raids. It doesn't have to be with just people you know yeah. anymore. Which um, I mean, it's smart because I mean it lets everybody participate. But at the same time, I'd never want to yeah. do it that way. Yeah, that sounds. I don't know. I mean, unless they really dumb them down, that sounds miserable. Um, yeah, I, I want to be doing a raid with people that I know how to know how to play games with. Like I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Where we can all communicate well. Once you match in, though, you might be able to just talk to them on the headset and be like, hey, guys. you know." But like, you know there's going to be so many people who are just not going to use voice chat, and yeah. it's going to end up being dead weight for your but uh, Raiders? Raid. I don't know. Raiders? In I don't know, because, I mean, it does I, – I don't know about on console, but at least on PC, you turn the thing on, you're automatically in voice chat. Yeah. Um, which I is turned it off because nice... I was listening to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that it's in there. It's just – just by default, it's it just built yeah. in. But I, I'm with you. I, I don't know if it's. I don't think it's going to be worth it to solo queue for a raid. Yeah, in, I mean strikes. Yeah, you run them quick. Like when I did the strike the one time on this beta, I happened to do it with uh, two friends of mine just because we were all available at the same time. We're like, oh, let's check that out. It was on yeah. Thursday, like hours before they shut it down. Like we barely managed to get it in. But mm-hmm. raids just—it's too much. It's a complex. Like, uh, yeah, I'm. 
thing. I'm curious how they're going to handle tuning the PvE on this game because playing through the PvP, it is obvious that the level of skill is just astronomically higher than playing on console. Um, yeah. Just the players Very you're obvious. playing against. Yeah, because it's you're you're able to actually control the character with a mouse and keyboard, it, which makes how are how are they going to handle that? Because people are going to be getting headshots all over the place in the PVE stuff. It's going to have to be tuned differently, otherwise it's just going to be much easier on PC. Hmm. I'm kind of I'm curious how they're going to handle some of that. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be fun next week. I can't believe it's already here. Destiny Two. Yeah, will just be, uh... just one month away. Yeah, exactly. Just one month. <laughs> oh, aren't you guys silly? Uh, one <laughs> thing I was going to say before we moved on is Josh actually messaged me privately about getting it on PC, and he was like, look, I just don't want to get on PS4 this time. You know, Fish just can't carry a fire team, and I, I can't deal with that anymore. And I was like, I, I know, man, but I just can't leave Fish behind. He, he needs somebody. So um, I am going to stay on PlayStation 4. From my good friend. Uh. Actually, I think Josh is, Josh and Rich both sold me on the PC version. Oh, fuck. You already reserved it. You already reserved <laughs> yeah. the PlayStation version, motherfucker. I it have $5 on, on whatever it. whatever you have, too. No, he's not going to wait. You think well Fish is going to wait a month to play Destiny? Probably. There's no yeah. way. That's well, very hard. Even if you can't pull the whole full 60 frames, you'll still be able to pull, let's say, 45, which is 50% better than on console. So, mm-hmm. 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 I'm not even Mouse against and keyboard the... as well. I'm not against the what? PC version. I just think it, there's no way people can be able to wait. I mean, he's going to hear about... De- he loves Destiny more than anything in this world, and he's supposed to wait two months? Are you on well, that drugs? Was, that was uh, a friend of mine even said to me. He's like, oh, I think I'm going to just pick it up on PS4. And I'm like, listen, I think you should just wait. I mean, if you're playing Destiny at 30 frames per second, are you even really playing it? <laughs> well, we wouldn't notice. We wouldn't notice. He's it. playing yeah. half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a loot grind anyway. Huh. Uh, Got to find that loot cave. That Luke Cave, Luke, Luke Cave 2.0, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, quick random biological thing before we get to our weekly wrap-up as we get to the end of the show here. I'm trying to find a better name for it. Biological, science article, like, what? we got to find the Bio-breakdown. Bio-breakdown, I don't know. Organismal something, something. Um, but this one was like... So Shay wasn't here last week, but he missed the article about the Black Widow that bit the man on the penis and um, the spider, the wolf spiders that engage in a three-way to survive um, as a adaptive to Jeez. As we all do. Man, I'm really missing out on a lot of things. They were, they were good stuff. And this week it was these down in Texas. Fish may have seen a couple of these because he lives in Texas, and it's rough down there with Hurricane Harvey. Um, well, no, Fish isn't in, like, the really bad flooded area, so he probably hasn't seen this, but... Um, there's these giant islands of fire ants that I posted about this on Instagram that are floating around, right? And people are freaking out about this because there's like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of these, uh, not millions, but in some cases they say it could be up to a million, of these giant wads of fire ants that are floating down the flooded areas. And it's like, an, of course, as Shay would tell us, it's a survivalism adaptive technique so that um, when they get flooded, they just try to get to the high ground or dry ground like any human would. And um, it's really creepy. The way they do it is, from what I was researching, is they have, um, obviously, they cling together with their jaws and these little, like, uh, sticky things on their legs. And they all just hook together in, like, one big ball. And they keep the queen in the middle. 
and she's like surrounded by an air pocket with all the eggs and stuff like that. And then the workers, they're on the bottom and they siphon up and down like so they don't drown. So they take turns basically underwater. And uh, the reason fire ants freak people out is because they bite a little differently than like hornets where like you can get stung by one or two at a time where um, fire ants send out a pheromone and they all attack you at once. Um, so a lot of people will have, they won't, let's say they're working in their yard. They won't even know they have their whole arm is covered with fire ants. And then they send out a signal and they all bite at once. It's like a, it's just the way that they attack. It's like a very coordinated thing. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting because it was not something I'd ever heard of or seen. And they were just down there in this disaster area right now in Hurricane Harvey. People were spotting these floating around. Did you have any thoughts on this uh, strange article or occurrence, Shay? I mean, it's it's interesting, to say the least. Um, it's pretty pretty. Uh, I mean, it makes sense in terms of trying to survive a storm. So, it's not super super interesting in anything other than we're learning about a new behavior of a very specific animal species. So. Um, what's more interesting to me, to be honest with you, and I'm going to, I'm going to counter your biological art, uh, article with another biological article is that they just discovered a ton of new species in, um, fuck, now I can't remember. It's one of the tropical areas, but they just discovered a new species of dolphin. They discovered like 50 new species. I think it was around the rainforest area, if I remember correctly. Um, I was going to say, I hope they're not in Japan. Cause they that is crazy that they just discovered that many new species recently. So, um, yeah, it was, they've been discovering, they just released an article saying that they have discovered 381 new species in a two-year period in the Amazon rainforest. Jesus. It's because no one wants to go to the Amazon because it's, that is a ton. it's fucking dangerous as hell it's actually pretty insane <laughs> well, that, that and they deliver so why I... would you ever go exactly <laughs> god damn it god damn it well it's i mean that's it's that's a funny link because they were talking about how the the fire ants actually were adapted from the amazon that's how they picked up that particular floating technique um before they migrated over mm-hmm. um in like the 50s because they're obviously they're not native um mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just – it's strange. Like, you wouldn't think of something like uh, – I mean, there's probably all these species they discovered maybe in the one Shay's talking about. You wouldn't think of an ant or a creature really being, you know, floating around like that. But it makes sense. If you're if you're designed to survive on the ground, a flood would pretty much wipe out your whole species if you didn't have a way of adapting. Um, it's very odd. Right, exactly. Also, fire ants don't exactly. seem to do it's much cool. – I didn't think they did much good for society. But I was, I was sort of wrong. Um – what would you say they do, Shay? If you had to guess, what would you say they do for society? Uh, definitely, first and foremost, they're going to be a, a species that provides food for other animals. Naturally, if you if you don't know what an animal does, that's what you say. But really, that's what it does. Also, um, because of their colony system... They're constantly moving nutrients in the soil, moving them around because they're moving the soil around to keep their, um, for lack of a better word, to keep their homes 
you know, their homes. So they're constantly moving that soil. It also provides transportation for other insects who can't burrow into the ground as well. So, yeah, those are pretty. That would be what those I would are pretty say. good. That was the main one. Yeah, you're right. They whenever they evacuate their little homes, um, they yeah. leave all those tunnels that are really good for, um, you know, irrigation. Yeah. The only issue with the fire ants, though, is that since they've come to the U.S., they've outcompeted. Yes. Dozens, dozens of other species that are. Yes. That was that need to pollinate stuff. So it's, yeah, they've been a huge issue in the states. Yeah, I was reading this thing. Um, no, you're right, Josh. I mean, I was reading this thing on the, it's like a Texas A&M study where they were talking about how they do a lot of damage to like cattle and wildlife, and um, they cost Texas over one billion dollars a year. It's just it's kind of gotten a little bit out of control, but yeah, they they do you know they eat a lot of they eat cockroaches, so they're good in my book because cockroaches are vile. Fucking cockroaches creatures. suck. They do suck. Um, although we don't really have cockroaches in Montana, so I find you do very few in the uh, area of New York. I'm in, uh, though I'm sure they're just creeping through the walls all around me, and I just have no idea. They're hiding from the rats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the rats I've made a pact with. They protect my land. <laughs> I was sad that that thing ended up being a hoax. And uh, it was going around the internet. But it was basically like this guy photoshopped a shark swimming through the streets of uh, Hurricane Harvey. And like all these news anchors were picking it up. And it was blowing up on Twitter. And I got really excited about it. I was like, oh, shit. There's like sharks swimming around in the fucking streets. It's like Waterworld. And I was all fucking crazy excited. Someone call just... Kevin Costner. I know. <laughs> it was a hoax, though. So, all the cool things never happen. Of course it's a hoax. Uh, I think that shows up every hurricane. I wish it wouldn't be, just because one of these days it is going to be real, but for the reason of somebody's going to go get a shark and release it into the the area. (laughs) Because they're like, this is happening for real now. Like, it wouldn't just be naturally occurring. Somebody was like, well, enough water, let's see what happens. Yeah. Suppose you need a freshwater shark. It would be cool. I mean, let's just get rid of Texas in general. Let's just flood it and let the animals take it over. And uh, it floods every year anyway. Let's yeah. keep the part by the airport. Uh, then Austin fish dies. Nice. No, he moves. He moves. He migrates. Then he becomes a self-realization of his nickname. That's right. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or just well, become we, a, that's why we all a call water world man. Gills just. Yeah, just just hold yourself from you know sticking your hand up my gills on on my back. Bloody organs. It's a weird Has place for him. <laughs> Has it been weird fish being in Texas during this whole hurricane madness? Um, I'm further inland from uh, where Hurricane Harvey uh, did hit, which is the Houston area, Galveston, Texas City, that whole area. Um, but that whole area actually. Um, there's a bunch of uh, refineries, um, and a lot of uh, our oil supply has been cut because all those refineries are shut down. They're they're underwater right now. So um, uh, there's they they I don't know if this is manufactured by the media, but they were talking about shortages in gas here in Texas, and um, I was. I was hearing it from my father-in-law. He was like, hey, you better uh, fill up your gas tank now. And I was like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? That's that's not going bo- to be an outreaching effect to us, I don't think. But sure enough, like yesterday, um, my boss, first thing in the morning, he was like, 
hey, I need you to fill up the company truck with gas. Uh, they're talking about maybe cutting, shutting down over a uh, 100 different gas stations in the area. And I was like, uh, what the fuck? And so um, I started driving to the nearest gas station and they had no gas there. And I drove to another one. There was a line just going, bleeding out of the parking lot all the way into the road. And, like, gas stations here are huge. Like, there's at least, like, 24 pumps to, like, one area. Um, and if you ever if you ever heard of, like, a Bucky's, um, those places have over... Oh, what, a Bucky's? Least, yes. Bucky's is, like, a national treasure. <laughs> I don't uh, know about that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> whenever you're traveling, you see a Bucky's, you stop because you will, you will love it. It's <laughs> it's a great, amazing place. If you've never look up Bucky's, it's a great American I'm rest- find out the hell restaurant, this is, great dude. American store. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, Fort Worth was happy to get a Bucky's up in the north part of it. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. So but it's just a convenience store. Sort of, but it's not just a convenience store. It's Bucky's. Google Google literally (laughs) says Bucky's convenience store. Gas is going for two oh eight at one in Baytown, Texas. Huh, that's pretty cheap. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, that's as far as the outreaching effects of Harvey here, but um, definitely like, yeah, my heart goes out to all the people down there in Houston area. Uh, who got the brunt of that hurricane. Um, yeah, it's pretty uh, sad. I, I made a joke yeah. earlier about, obviously, it was a joke about just flooding out Texas, but now that I think about it, I don't want that joke <laughs> to come off very insensitive, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a terrible situation uh, over, and it's, it's just horrible, anyone who's, especially if they're losing their homes and God knows what else down Crazy. there. Crazy. So. Um, yeah, but th- that's a good transition, Fish, to just – I want to go quick round robin, then we'll get to Shay because he's got a lot to tell us about his scuba diving adventures in the Philippines. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so other than that, the week uh, – other than the gas shortages and uh, anything exciting going on this week you wanted to mention on the po- – I know you were talking about Game of Thrones earlier. Like, Morgan, I want to talk about Game of Thrones on the <laughs> podcast, so you better bring it up. Yeah. Oh, man, what a quick season of Game of Thrones it's been. I mean, man, it's – I feel like it just started, but yeah, we got our last episode of the season um, this past Sunday, and I was blown away by that that final episode. Uh, it, it 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 wrapped up the whole season nicely in a way that I wasn't expecting, and it also set up the next season in such a fucking awesome and dramatic way. Um, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't watched it, so I'll just keep it spoiler-free. But, yeah, the ending of that just... I, I had chills just watching it uh, play out. And, um, yeah, that, I, I was definitely excited. And um, after seeing that, like, I, I can't wait for the next season of the next Game of Thrones to come out. So, Dude, yeah. I loved when Frodo finally made it to Mordor. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I was, <laughs> uh, uh, I was <laughs> getting threw me off. God damn it! Um, yeah, no, it's uh, incredible. I won't, I, I won't get sucked into Game of Thrones talk because I will go into it for about an hour, and we can't have that. I do a lot of that on my YouTube channel, but um, yeah, it sucks. We got to wait a year. 
Now we now we just wait. And isn't Sundays two? are now. What's up? Isn't it, isn't it two? I've heard 2019 being tossed around. It's rumored, but if it's two years, then fuck HBO. Ugh. That would be the worst thing they could do, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure it's a year and a half. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'll amount to a spin-offs. 2019 that'll by then. 2019, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll see, but that is um, yeah. unfortunate. That um, Now Sundays are boring again. But uh, <laughs> Sunday nights were an event for a while where everyone would gather around the couch. and <sighs> uh, Rick and Morty, yeah. asshole. That's a better reason to gather around on a Sunday. M- much better. Oh. Exactly. Well, I, I, it's a good reason. I don't think I could say a better reason. I'd say the reason. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I, I enjoy Rick and Morty, but I mean, mm. are you going to tell me that Rick and Morty is more important to you than Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah. Much. Much. Like, in the sense that Game of Thrones isn't important to me at all. Shay did the right thing by not answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both very much for various diff- different reasons. I, I actually have nothing against... different makes... I have nothing against Game of Thrones. I just never got into it. I um, that's fine. I'm not a big fan of the the low fantasy, if you will. Low like, fantasy. That's yeah. There's no magic. There very much is magic. Uh, oh, I mean, there was. They, there definitely they, is. Okay, okay. no magic is, in, is the but, wrong saying, but like, yeah, well, it's not yeah, a seasons. There basically yeah. wasn't. Well, the idea when George R. R. Martin said was that he didn't want you to like when you'd open a fantasy novel and in the first page it's like an elf sitting on a mushroom with ten dragons flying around. And that's exactly what I want. Well, okay. Well, philosophically, <laughs> we're, we're in different places. I think. <laughs> Rich, you should do me a favor after this podcast and listen to a band called Fairyland. Okay. Then we'll talk. All right. <laughs> go read a bunch yeah. of R.A. Salvatore. We'll see. we'll see where we go from there. Um, you better watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm more of a token guy. He's part more of, of the Kingdoms guy. of Amalur, so I can respect that. Mm-hmm. I have him on Twitter, and he is a goddamn treasure. Oh, now, is he a national treasure like Bucky's? I looked up. He's a fucking international I, treasure. I don't think you can call Bucky's a national treasure because I looked it up and it doesn't seem to exist outside of Texas. I don't think you can call Bucky's a treasure. Like, what the fuck is calling Bucky's a treasure? I don't know. Whenever you're traveling in Texas and you see a Bucky's, you stop. They have the cleanest <laughs> restrooms on the planet, <laughs> and their staff is all their. Sh- as soon as you walk into a Bucky's, mm-hmm. you're greeted with "Welcome to Bucky's." Everybody that is so like chipper that damn. Welcome to Bucky's. No. <laughs> Welcome to Bucky's. Kind of, kind of reminds me of like just a transaction with a hooker. Really, I mean, every time you see one, you just stop and buy them because they're the cleanest. Shay um, knows a lot about hookers. If you guys and delve more. whenever I insert myself in them, they say, "Welcome to Bucky's." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Where's okay. Bucky? <laughs> one of the two. Did, was she was she missing a couple teeth, Shay? Welcome to Bucky's. <laughs> we got the uh, best rates in town. Purveyors of the safest blowjob this side of the equator. <laughs> well, she can't teeth you because she's missing her teeth. It's a bonus. It's all gums, baby. All right. Um, I really got out of control. All right. So. Um. <laughs> But yeah, um, I also played a little bit of every everybody's golf last night. Oh and yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
that was a lot of fun uh getting into um it had a nice little introduction it almost like told you exactly why they changed it from hot shots golf to everybody's golf um which i thought was neat but uh yeah i played uh one tournament and i also did a single player something i forgot the name of it um but i i haven't had the time to get into the multiplayer which i i feel like is where um, a lot of fun is going to be at that's where the fishing and uh, roaming around the world is and playing with other people open world um, golf game it's fishing yep. is a grind is it is it you have to beat um i think the second to last uh boss in on rank four i've been playing a bunch and i'm still only in rank two hmm. to to get to the fishing or to, to that's you how you that's how you unlock it. You um, oh, it if, if if you've engaged any of the single player stuff yet, you go up against uh, every time you fill a little experience bar in each rank, you'll face off against like a boss, like a one on one tournament style thing, hmm. and uh, you unlock stuff for doing that. And rank four, at one point, one of these people is just like, "I'm the fisherman golfer," and when you beat him, you unlock fishing. Yeah, there's a lot of RPG elements that totally. uh, they introduced in it that um, I like. Like um, every time you use a, a a certain club, whether it's your your driver, if you hit a really good shot or a nice shot with it, um, you go up uh, well, with it and you essentially level it up. Um, sort of like a, any traditional RPG out there, you le- leveling up your weapons. Um, so I, I mean, you. you it, it also like if you make nice approaches towards the green like it'll reward you with more experience and like control as well so um i definitely like that uh better over you know the set uh stats that you got in um previous hot shots it's also encouraged me to stick with the same driver for quite some time i got a, mm-hmm. a driver with a nice high power rating that i liked and i just keep grinding out with that mhm yeah, yeah that sounds that sounds really cool I like that they switched the name only because instead of doing the Hot Shots 5 or whatever, it would be 6, you know, which leaves people feeling like, oh, this is just another one. They're kind of rebranding it and changing what? the formula. Was um, it previously called Everybody's Golf in Japan? I thought that was the case. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, but the way they're rebranding it now in America, especially the mobile game, which I actually downloaded, uh, it was a Japanese-only release, but I was playing a lot of the mobile Everybody's Golf. Mm-hmm. But basically, I think the idea is that if it had released as Hot Shots Golf 7 or 6 or whatever they're on now, it would have just felt a little more like kind of how Forza is at this point when they release, oh, it's Forza 8. You know what it's I mean? It's another like, one, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a smart rebranding. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of also fits with what they're going as far as like uh, adding multiplayer, online multiplayer as mm-hmm. well and creating a whole world to that. Like, It, it just it's makes true. sense to move to the original name of it instead of just hot shots hear that josh everybody's golf you're a somebody it's golf for everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things slow down a little bit toward the end of the year it'll be waiting for you it's 40 bucks it's not even are they price. i'm gonna i've not seen any sign of after josh. any sign of after josh. games slowing down so far no it's it's gonna get worse actually yeah <laughs> it's gonna get real bad Excellent. Mm. Money's going to be flying out. The only, the only good golf in a video game was during the Rugrats 
in Paris video game when you played the mini golf event. That was the only good golf in the game. There was a there was the golf in the Rugrats PlayStation game. That's the one I had as a kid. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah I had when that. I went to I, Paris. I, I that, that was actually good golf. I played yeah. that. It was solid. Exactly. The, the golf exactly. in uh, in Zelda is all right. Mm. Is that a joke I I'm missing, Josh? Am I missing a joke here? No. Do you not play the golf in Breath of the Wild or in uh, um, Wind Waker? No. How did you miss the golf in those games? Are Are you fucking with me? I can never tell. No. Rich, what you is he talking never... about? What is he talking about, Rich? You didn't play any of the it... golf. There's Wind Waker golf. literally has a golf island. Okay, now you're both fucking with me. I don't. No, it's it's. Is... I think its name oh, is Golf oh, Island. Oh, where you would um. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there was. Yeah, there. Okay, yeah. You had to use the wind and the big like leaf, right, to blow it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's like a whole course there. Was it like there a big a rock or something, or like a big stone or something you were rolling around? Uh, uh, I think there were like tumbleweeds in Wind Waker. Yeah, okay. okay. Something like that. Okay, you're right. I guess I guess that's yep. somewhat golfy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. And there's a whole lot more in um, Breath of the Wild. Several of the temples are based around golf. So... Funny story. The shrines. The golf-centric shrines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I actually liked all those. I like those shrines a lot. Um, the, the funny story is that Fish actually told me he was streaming everybody's golf on Twitch. So I turned it on, and he was making a character very meticulously that looked just like him. So I got, my kid, ready for, I got my kid ready for bed. I took a shower. I took a shit. I turned the Twitch back on. He was still making a character. So I went and hung out with my <laughs> girlfriend. Had a little sex, walked around the yard, came back. He was still making his fucking character. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, oh Jesus my god! Jesus Christ, fish! The character <laughs> creation in that game is amazing. It's pretty in depth. Love it. Yeah, yeah. There's so much customization there. He um, was trying to get just the right color blush. It, it does Definitely. look like him. It does look like fish. Do you have? A, did you take a picture on your phone, fish? I didn't. No. Failure. Oh. <laughs> Do it next I'll time. do that tonight. Good. It'll be playing a lot of everybody's golf. Make sure when you're playing everybody's golf, you download all the Sonic Mania music and put it on your headphones and just pump it into your yeah. fucking veins. What? No. You can't. No, the everybody's golf happening. music. Yeah. So Inject it right into your belly button. <laughs> <It is. laughs> what do you think about this, Rich? If I were to say... That's where it's going. <laughs> right into the belly button. What about this, Rich? What if I said Sonic Mania is the soundtrack of the year so far? Would you say yes or no? Uh, and if no, oh what tops God. it? Most games? I'd have to like look at a list of this year's releases, but like... Uh, the fact that nothing's come in your head means I might have a case here. I, I'm not saying you have no case, I just, I don't think... Wasn't the last game you played Pyre? Oh, Pyre, yeah, that's a hell of a soundtrack. Oh. Yeah. I definitely. would actually definitely put that above Sonic Mania. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Easily. But that's, Sonic Mania that's was a great gi- soundtrack when it came out in 98. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a super giant game for you, though. That is kind of a tricky thing when you're remixing or, you know, old tunes. Whatever. It counts. Um, well, that's cool, Fish. I look forward to getting into everybody's golf with you, for sure. We can be everybody. Yay. I'll be your caddy, and you can just spit on me and yell at me when you hit bad shots. Hell yes. Thank you. You can blow vape in my face. 
Mm-hmm. God damn it. I will do that. I <laughs> asked for the three iron. Like that stripper's crotch <laughs> that you blew all that vape in. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh, um, you kind of talked a little bit about this on the uh, intro, but you made it. Um, obviously, the week's been crazy. Um, yeah, I know there's been loss in the family, and you're getting ready to, I guess, leave town, leave state. Um, yeah, well, how's your week been? Anything you want to mention on the show? It's been really busy here. We have uh, my wife's a youth pastor or kids pastor here, um, so we had uh, kids summer program here this week. First. First half of the week. Mm-hmm. Then Wednesday, we bought a house. Um, yesterday, my grandfather died. Today is my kid's birthday. Um, we've got, yeah, I've, I've, I, I don't think I, I've slept in the last week. Um, it's a lot going on. Yeah, it's, it's just unbelievably busy. And so, trying to podcast here shortly before leaving town for a, you know, all day trip across the country well, I mean, that's in pretty, order to get down there. So. That's pretty, I mean, that's really cool of you to go. I mean, I when my grandfather died like two weeks ago, I wasn't able to, it's just not feasible for me to travel all the way to Florida at this point in my life. I just can't do it, even though I'd love to go down there. But I think it's cool that you're, were you pretty close with your grandpa or? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you made it to the show, but I'm sorry. It sounds like you had a rough week, for sure, and a busy week. Yeah, it's been been a lot all at once. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, and, and then on top of all that, like I said, mentioned before, uh, so much stuff came out just recently too. I'm, I'm never I'm never going to catch up with it. Um, just just Tuesday alone, there was like. New content in several, several Blizzard games all came out at once because of Gamescon. Um, there was uh, the Mario Rabbids game that just came out. There was just there's just stuff all over the place. I'm never, never going to mm-hmm. catch up with it because I'm already well, busy. And then, yeah, you're traveling though, and the Switch is great for mm-hmm. travel. So yeah, and I, I hear it's excellent while you're driving. So uh. yeah. That sucks. That's true, actually. You can, can you alternate, you know, take turns? <laughs> and Velcro it to the uh, steering wheel. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Safest driving in America. Have somebody else play, and you just <laughs> shout orders at them. Like, yeah. have Mario move there. Four paces up. Use the shotgun. You could just do, like, a team thing. Up four, left two. Does that look like left to you? <laughs> Sounds like Battleship. <laughs> up four, left two. I said mm. shoot the healer. Shoot the healer. Uh, well, you know... I hope you get a lot of time, you know, when you're out there on the road traveling to squeeze in some Sonic Mania for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta go oh, fast, yeah. as they say. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least we'll have some good tunes to listen to on the way down there. I finally, I broke down and ordered a few CDs from Japan because King Records and their infinite wisdom only releases like a quarter of their CDs outside of Japan. So, yeah. What kind of what kind of music are we talking here? Uh, just some of the old pillows stuff, um, like late '90s. Some of their some of their best albums. Which pillows? By the way, by the way, Shay, you, if while you're there, since it's going to be almost impossible to pick up 
after you leave, you should you should look for Happy Bivouac and uh, Runner's High, which are probably their best two albums, or if not okay. close to them. They're yeah. I think you'd like it too because they're okay. kind of. You should definitely you should message me those and I can look for them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, those are those are two of my favorite. Those are actually, yeah, those are great. Um, but they kind of. It's a Japanese okay. band that kind of continued the whole alternative grunge genre mm-hmm. hmm. past where it died in the U.S. And mm-hmm. because they're Japanese, they're you know technically um, like ridiculously proficient. So it's it makes for mm-hmm. really really good music. So okay, I'll have to check it out. Awesome. Well, um, that sounds cool. Uh, that sounds like well, I mean, not the week, but um, the music <laughs> the music side of it. And I guess we'll see how next week goes. Do you know when you plan on being back? I should be back in time for the next show. Although I, yeah, who knows? It's the Destiny Show. You don't want to miss the Destiny Show of all Destiny shows. Is it? Why would we do that before it comes out? <sighs> We're gonna yeah, do this, this just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is going to be an endless joke. I hope, do it like I a hope combined Destiny Halloween show. I hope Fish doesn't go to PC because then it's just going to be me talking to myself, and that's always great. Always a great. No, yeah. there will be plenty of 12-year-olds there on console to play with you and talk to. Well, I mean on the podcast. Be invite them <laughs> God. hey you kids want to be on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's that's way too, that's a little creepy who wants to be on a podcast I have never said that at a park before <laughs> hey kids I've got my own website <laughs> fuck um, wearing, while I'm wearing the mask I showed you earlier <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, that doesn't play on audio, listeners. Yeah. Um, what about you, Rich? How has your week been, uh, life-wise? Um, busy, but uh, lots, of, lots of busy with games and with work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently started, uh, in addition to my writing, I started streaming for Destructoid, um, which you can catch me on Thursdays and Saturdays on Destructoid's Twitch channel. Um, but otherwise, just a lot of a lot of games and. Uh, and work, you know, half the staffs over at uh, PAX West right now. So, just ha- hanging out, you know, Mario Rabbids, golfing, yeah, all the all the usual stuff. So you got everybody's golf too? You bought it? Yes, yes, I did. Oh, nice. Along along with Windjammers. Oh, what a release yeah. day Tuesday was. <laughs> that was yeah, that's true. It has been it has been pretty crazy. Well, a couple of articles I was going to fly through these with you for the sake yeah, sure. of time. Um, oh, and by the way. I did screenshot it so you didn't think I'm crazy, and this doesn't play well on the audio. But there's Rich Meister, and I thought your profile was you, uh, or Jessica Negri, and the yeah, that's that just uh, refreshes on its own. Ha. So, all right. Um, but yeah, you had a couple ha. articles I was gonna. You we we already mentioned the <laughs> you mentioned the D pad article. Jessica Negri, yeah. if you're listening, love to have you on the show. Um, I'm sure she's listening. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Somebody get this to her. And our life will be fulfilled. Uh, a couple of funny articles I saw you write. One of them that caught me, uh, my attention that was kind of silly was uh, Destiny 2 announces promotion with Pop-Tarts and Rockstar Energy Drinks. Yeah. The fuck kind of lifestyle are they in trying to encourage? Um, if, the, the best. Diabetes. The best, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best kind. Uh, Those are both good gaming choices there. Because Pop-Tarts, 
unless you're really trying to, are fairly clean as far as snacks yeah. go. They are, yeah. Which and well, Rockstar, yeah. I kind of forgot you, you, was you're around. You those sort of things. Yeah, whenever you whenever you are, it's been years, but or big into MMOs. Whenever the new expansion hits, you have to find the cleanest snacks so you don't script your keyboard. Things such as you know a whole loaf of bread. Um, yeah, typically. And so you used to yeah. eat while or, you were raiding or, an entire loaf or, of bread. Or you know, eating <laughs> no, eating a bag no, of popcorn. I had, I had a guildie who told me about that one time during. One of the expansion launches, they bought several loaves of bread just to have by the computer to eat without making a mess. God. Just pure white bread? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Was he, was he like hot dog that's dedication. It? You dip them in a glass of water so they slide down easier? No. They, oh, the, the weirdest part. I have the strangest guild. It's, they are the most overqualified group of raiders just probably – probably in the game didn't you say one was like a lawyer or something <laughs> i have i have yes yes i have a pharmaceutical biologist um i have a well the lawyer is he's a judge now um i have several teachers i have a psychiatrist um just real people yeah real people yeah several several business owners that um that Guy that I was showing you about, Fish, that was he was in the guild as well. The uh, the guy who owns that, um, vape uh, yeah, the those vape juices, yeah, yeah. yeah Looking he's, for a potential he's, he's, sponsor of the show to give Fish <laughs> free vape. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. I put anything in my body. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto. Which is, which is exactly how I got in trouble with those furries. <laughs> Boom! Speaking of which, a lot of the a lot of the furry porn I found was a little one note because in your search, yeah, I was trying to do some research. I was like, okay, never, re- research, research. I was like, okay. you know, I've never seen furry porn before, so let's see what it's about. And most of it was doggy style because you know they're animals and they're trying to do it the animal way. Makes um, sense. So it was, like, not very exciting. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, kind of one position. Um, you couldn't see a lot of the genitalia very well. But there must be something about – I'm trying to get in the psychological side of it. There must be something about wearing the outfit and feeling very primal. I don't think it's, like, a lust toward an animal. I, I don't know. I'm not a furry. But I imagine they wouldn't tell you they're attracted to animals. They're attracted to the idea of dressing up as an animal. Um, but I this is – Wild speculation. To, to anthropomorphized <laughs> animals? Yeah, yeah. Which um, is not something I'm a fan of in general. I think Chuck E. Cheese should be burned to the ground. I really hope I get sponsored by Tim Tams, because I love to eat Tim Tams. If uh, <laughs> Arnott's is out there listening, I love Tim Tams. Please sponsor. What's Tim Tams? Us with Tim Tams. I don't know what that is. Is that like a... It's like Barkins variety of. Does no one here really know what Tim Tams are? I don't know what Tim Tams are. He's got some handy. Is this some weird Japanese food? He's got a bag full of Tim Tams. No, it's Australian wafer cookies, and they're better than Oreos. Whoa, whoa! We can't just say something's better than an Oreo. I'm a fan of wafers. I think you can. I think you can safely say almost anything is better than Oreos. Just in any context. Like, but, Oreos are good, but, like, they're not this end-all, be-all of cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I would say yes. they are pretty close to the end all be all of cookies. Give me one better cookie. Uh, uh, a snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle. What the Snick, fuck? Soft snickerdoodle. Uh, snick, fuck, I can't say it. Soft snickerdoodle. Oddly enough, that is exactly what Fish was trying to pay for from that furry. A soft snickerdoodle. It was a soft, yeah. <laughs> I misunderstood. I thought he was selling cookies. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, didn't work too well as your alibi, Fish. <laughs> but he tried. <laughs> oh, God. Now I saw. Anyways, um, yeah, but a lot of these we mentioned, ironically, on already on accident. You mentioned the Saints Row ruined Grand Theft Auto for me, and we yeah. argued about that. Um, man pays 46 grand to look like Final Fantasy VIII's Dreamboat Squall Leonhart, which is a very strange piece that I was reading. I enjoy those weird news pieces uh, to pick up over from Rocket News and them. It's weird stuff. Huh. Yeah, and you have, it must feel good. You had 147 comments on your Sonic Mania is all the proof I needed that the Joy-Con um, needs a D-pad. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that must feel pretty cool to have so many people commenting. That, it's exciting as this being uh, my first day at a, uh, a a bigger website, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, well, cool. As usual, I mean, we still obviously there's more show left, but thanks for being here with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, go check out a lot of Rich's stuff on Destructoid. I just Google Rich Meister Destructoid, and it pulls up all of your magical stories. I'm on the first page now. When you search my name, which is a cool feeling. Boom! And if you're lucky, you'll get the banner I saw. Uh, Not the banner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a real Uh, crapshoot. It is. Uh, One funny thing I was just refresh a couple times if you don't. I forgot to mention this, but I, from when I was a kid, I used to draw these really... I'm going to put one of these on the Instagram. I don't know if you could see this, but when I was a kid, I used to draw Sonic levels in crayons. That's um, how I look at the, how adorable that is. I used to do the same thing, but with Mario, because I didn't hate myself. Rich? <laughs> I really like having you as a guest. <laughs> I would actually draw Mario levels on uh, graph paper, though, similarly, because that's the kind of fucking loser I was. Well, as a kid, it was easy to draw Sonic levels because there's just a lot of swoops, swoop, swoop, spikes. Mm-hmm. But we would just get really creative with it, and like we'd, we and my friends would trade them back and forth and just be like, mm. oh, this is my level. It was so dumb, but like when I went back this week and I was reminded of how much I used to care about Sonic, um, that was the coolest thing about Sonic Mania is like, when I was a kid, I genuinely loved Sonic, and then I just stopped caring. Me and Shay played a couple of them. We played Sonic Generations. We played Sonic 4 Episode 1 on our mm-hmm. old podcast. And they were enjoyable, but yeah, they just didn't do this to me. So- like Something Sonic was me. missing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this game is, like, legitimately the closest thing, I think, to bringing that back. I would say I probably enjoyed Sonic Mania mm-hmm. so far. It's like a toss-up between that and Shovel Knight. I, I, yeah. I'm leaning, leaning Sonic Mania. I- I would lean Shovel Knight in that, but Sonic Mania yeah. is great. It's it's close because Shovel it's Shovel Knight had such badass character designs. I just loved them. I think yeah. Shovel Knight for me comes from I have I, I definitely like Mega Man a lot more than Sonic, That's and fair. Shovel Knight yeah. I think leans more towards a reminiscent of Mega Man. Yeah, and I didn't grow up with Mega Man. Like if it, mm. we made fun of Fish for not playing Sonic, I've never played a Mega Man game in my life. So, oh god, you should, they're so good. Just go play Mega Man two. That's all you need. Okay. You've never played Mega Man, Fish. God damn it. Nope. God. I, I've heard Mega Man X2 it. is like the one, so. The X, the X series is all right, but, you know, it's, you're going to go traditional. Yeah, the X series is pretty good, but they're not quite as... The original 
couple Mega Man games were they're, much harder. Yeah, they are like very the exacting pinnacle of the precision platformer. Well, I, I love the art. It's just there's so many of them that you don't really know where to start when there's like seven billion fucking Mega Man games. And two and three well, are like I would hold on the highest pedestal. Are, um, they, are the NES games? Yeah. See, I can't. I yeah. can't go NES. I can't touch anything on that. I can't do it. Why? Uh, why, why is that? Let's. I, does it good. stem from your childhood? To. It's just I can't. He's go afraid back of squares. I, <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it. I've tried. The NES is. I can't go that far. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. If you pick up the Legacy Collection and you're playing on a comp, you wouldn't even know you're playing at NES. That's true. You just try to trick my brain. It's just I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, tangential. Sonic Mania reminded me how much I loved Sonic as a kid. I went and got my Genesis out. Been playing a lot of those games for fun, just to analyze them. And uh, it's it's been a fun week overall, just kind of reminiscing down down the Sonic hole. And I would argue that Sonic on the Dreamcast, the Sonic the Sonic Adventure games at the time, were great fucking games. I don't. Just, I'm not familiar with that. They just they just don't hold up well. But that doesn't mean no, that not at all. <laughs> I'm telling you, at the time they had great reviews. They they were beautiful they were intense it's just i don't know i think where sonic lost its way was after sonic adventure 2 i don't know what game that was i should probably research that. sonic heroes was that the first that one would after be sonic, sonic heroes i think okay. that is where the series started to go to shit i agree sonic 2 after that the series just really <laughs> lost its way twisting my words <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> you see there's this game you take the cartridge for sonic and knuckles and you pop it right in the sonic mm-hmm. um Anyways, yeah, so it's been a good week. Uh, my daughter, also Josh, had her birthday this week. Uh, she turned five, so that was cool. Um, and she started school. And luckily I've been unemployed, which sucks. But the positive is that I get to do a lot of fun stuff, like pick my kid up from school, take her to school. I had lunch with her today, and I fucked up because I wanted to see how far school pizza has come. Because when I was a kid, school pizza was like the best thing in the world, right? We, we do not have our best men on that. I feel like we could be doing better. Yes. Well, I, I wanted to see. I think see. the Chinese are beating us in this department. Don't you for remember sure. when you were a kid, like, <laughs> loving the fuck out of school pizza? Or is that it's, just me? It was pizza day and chicken nugget day. Th- those are the things I remember. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You guys, I, I, yeah. We had the, the junior high I went to had apparently, about a decade before I got there, had uh, complaints about it. And then... Uh, a group of mothers decided they were going to fix it, and they had the best, the best school lunches at this hmm. Illinois junior high. It's that like I some went elitist to. fucking school lunches or something. What is this? We had like, you know, fried ravioli and just what? really good stuff. Jeez. Oh. Oh yeah. Just the fancy best. eating there. See, I didn't feel good about it until I got to high school, where we had the option of hot lunch or a deli line. Mm. The deli, you're just getting cold cuts. Like, there's really no way to go wrong with that. Yeah. As long as you're in a cold mood. I can never eat subs when it's cold outside. It fucks with my equilibrium. Um, I, will say, <laughs> I will say this, though. I, uh, I, I fucked up. I read... <laughs> Sorry, Josh. I, I, uh, I looked at the menu wrong because I'm an idiot. General Mountain Time. And I sh- thought it was pizza today. And it was actually hot dog day. And fuck, that was a mistake. Because school hot dogs are a very vile creation, I tell you what. They boil those yeah, things. Yeah, that's what it is. 
Oh, yeah. It looked. It reminded me a mass lot them. of this yeah. night that me and Fish got really drunk back when we lived together, and uh, I just was having these weird flashbacks of like this dark, sort of boiled. It, it was rough, but I'll tell you what. I switched it up. I took uh, the mustard they had, and they had these like diced up red uh, peppers. And I sprinkled them on. Their kids can choose between like carrots and red peppers and celery and all sorts of bullshit, right? So I took the red peppers and I sprinkled them on with the mustard. I made like a poor man Chicago dog kind of a thing. Mm. Um, Working with what you got. Yes, yes. And uh, it was cute. Like sitting there with your kid while they eat lunch and they get so excited that you're at school with them visiting them and stuff. It was, uh, it was a good time. Um, other than that, just been relaxing, enjoying time with the baby. And I broke my No Man's Sky addiction. Uh, I forced myself to stop playing No Man's Woo! Sky um, because, unfortunately, it's an infinite game, so I could play it forever, but I have other things to play. So I tore myself away from that game, um, and I have moved on with my life. Uh, other than that, I've been making a lot of stuff for the, the Instagram and my YouTube channel, Morgan's Madness. but doing a lot of Instagram stuff, trying to keep it fun and exciting, and uh, just living life, so... It's been it's been a good week, I would say. Um, and last but certainly not least, Decent. Shay has returned from fisting sharks in the Philippines, and we want to hear all about it. That's right. That's right. Nothing but dirty sharks. Mm. <clears throat> nah, man. Uh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> should have like given an out. I should have given myself an outline. Philippines were awesome, and... Um, How about this? Why were you in the Philippines? I went there for two reasons. Witness protection. Uh, first was to go scoop... Witness protection. For scuba diving, and to... Um, to go with my friend Ralph, who works at the same company I do in Japan, to visit his family and friends, because that's where he's from. So we went to Davao City, and it was it was jarring at first because we we hop in a taxi and uh as we are uh leaving the airport um the guy stops in the first minute pulls to the side walks out and then just pisses in just the middle of town just takes a piss i was like oh oh uh, what's he doing and Ralph's like, oh, he's just peeing. It's like, okay. Okay. And that was pretty common there. And the traffic, oh my. Guys, I will never, ever complain about traffic again. Because in the Philippines, when you drive there, the lines are a suggestion. The lines are not, are not like you stay in the lines. The lines are like, eh, Maybe. <laughs> and they just painted the people lines were fucking the race car drivers there. It was it was nuts. Are there it cops? Absolutely. Are there cops nuts. enforcing that shit? Uh, I don't understand the 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 prerequisite for when cops pull people over. One of our taxi drivers got pulled over, and he's like, "I don't know why I got pulled over," because there aren't any fucking rules. <laughs> and um, it was crazy. So that was like one of the first big things, um, but the thing, the other big thing about the Philippines um, is the sense of community there is just 
incredible because it is a poorer country. So a lot of people are have their own little mom and pop shops are trying to sell things, um, whether it's like secondhand clothes or secondhand um, items, or they're trying to sell sunglasses at the beach. You know, like everyone is trying to survive basically. And when you go into these, these, when you walk down pretty much any street, there's a store, there's someone trying to sell something, there's a crowd of people talking. Just the community aspect of it was something I've never experienced in America, Australia, and Japan outside of specific events. So yeah. it was, I can't even put it into words, just the, the uniqueness <laughs> of it. And Did you feel safe there? Um. I did, and the reason why is because, and this is going to sound very counterintuitive, the place I went to is under martial law right now because they've had some terrorist attacks and they've had some uh, kidnappings of people in that area. So I initially was really worried. I'm going to be completely honest. When I stepped off the airplane, I was like, man, I really I don't know if I want to be here. I'm kind of afraid to be here right now. And that abated um, after, I think, two days um, because there there were cops everywhere and there was military everywhere. So pretty much any shop you went into, every major street, there was a police officer or there was a military man. And in a weird way, it made me feel really safe. And... Um, it is one of the safer cities in the world, actually, weirdly enough. Mm. Nobody really messed with me, and it was nice. People talked to me. It's is different from Japan in that regard, because people pretty much avoid me in Japan, because I speak English, they're afraid, but in the Philippines, they wanted to talk with me a little bit more. So, that was nice. But, um, the scuba diving, man, that was cool. That was a really cool experience. Um, I'm glad I got to do that. On the flip side of that, that is the dirtiest water <laughs> I've ever been in, in my entire life. That's because the Mississippi they, water. And, it, well, they they throw all their garbage oh. into the ocean. Um, so I, I've recurrently made this joke that... We were in there, and we're like, oh, there's a sea snake. And the sea snake is one of the most poisonous snakes in the world, period. Like, you get bit by that, you're fucked. Uh, so we saw a sea snake, and we're like, oh, there's a sea snake. Oh, there's a, uh, a fake clownfish. Because there's real clownfish, which are the Nemo fish and the fake ones. And the fake ones don't have the black stripe on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's fake clownfish. Oh, there's giant sea stars that we saw that are that big. Oh, there's a dirty diaper. Oh, there's a plastic spoon. There's someone's old shoe that they left at the bottom. Um, that was the experience. Um, but it was also beautiful. It was great. Um, it was my first time actually scuba diving in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was incredible. What was the coolest was, thing you uh, saw in the water? In the water was definitely either the sea snake, because that thing, because what they do is they, they kind of like go on the surface, and then they, mm-hmm. because of the surface area to volume ratio of their bodies, they can take a big gulp of air, and they just go down in there, and they dive, and they search for food, and they eat it, and then they come up minutes later. So they can they can stay in the water for a long time. 
and uh, that was cool. And there's this fish, uh, I don't know, it was probably about a foot and a half, and it was like doing these circles because we got in its general territory, and it was uh, threatening us, basically, mm. that if we got any closer, it was going to take big chunks out of our leg. What kind of fish was it? So, that was cool. I don't know exactly. I don't. I can't remember what it was. We also saw a frogfish, which if you've never seen those, you should definitely look those up because they they actually walk on their fins on the bottom of the ocean. Oh, that's badass. It's weird. Yeah. We didn't see any actual, like, whales or sharks or uh, any dolphins in the water or there are dugongs over there and there are mm-hmm. dolphins but they're incredibly elusive because for obvious reasons they don't want to get eaten mm-hmm. by the people who live there or yeah. killed so well, that's fucked up. unfortunately I, mean, but... I didn't get to see no you're fine I was just... it's just I... I'll keep it very succinct there's a movie called The Cove that used to be on Netflix that talks about how in Japan these people there's a group of people that would just slaughter dolphins by the hundreds of thousands constantly and then they even serve it like you think you're going to the store to buy one kind of fish and they're actually secretly serving you dolphin but it's a big tangential thing but i i I feel bad for dolphins because they're hunted so severely all over the world and it's really sad they are they are i think that whales and sharks are definitely more hunted than dolphins um you think so dolphins are definitely uh dolphins are a little Hopefully any whales or sharks listening to the podcast don't take any offense. But um, dolphins are much more intelligent, so they know how to be more elusive mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, but, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, all, the co- all marine animals. No, I just say it's a fucked up movie. If you want to watch it, while these people trick the dolphins into flying to this one cove where they can slaughter them. They, they use these sounds to trick them into running into the cove, even though dolphins are really... And the sad thing is when you murder dolphins, because they're so intelligent, like, you can hear the sounds of them, and, like, it's just it's just really de- fucking horrifying. Um, yep, yep, absolutely. Matter of fact, don't go watch that movie, because it will depress the hell out of you. It's depressing. Um, I've seen it. <laughs> have you seen The Cove? Yeah, a couple years back I saw it. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I was looking to see what kind of sharks yeah. there were at the Philippines, but... Like I said, apparently there's a thresher shark there, but I mean, I didn't see anything about tiger sharks or anything really scary like that. So, I tried shark for the first time the other day. Did you really? Yeah, I uh, I was going hmm. for lunch to my normal uh, local ramen joint that I really enjoy, but uh, silly me, uh, forgot that they're closed on Tuesdays. So I ended up going into uh, a Chinese place next door that I had never been in, and I saw they were so- uh, serving shark fin dumplings, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get some of that. See what's up." It was uh, it was interesting. Damn, interesting as in good. It it was. I think I would enjoy it maybe prepared a different way because the mm-hmm. consistency was very rubbery. Ugh. Um, I I feel like that's why you always hear a lot of people talk dumplings, about yeah. uh, shark mm. fin soup. I'd imagine that would like sort of soften the consistency of uh, like a sh- shark fin meat. You know what's fucked up yeah. about that is the way they get them too is they just they will pull the shark up above water, cut the fin off, and then just let the shark. Yeah, sink tossing to them the- back. Like if you're gonna, I, in my opinion, I mean, I imagine do you use more than just shark fin meat. Like if you're gonna do it, take the whole shark and don't make it suffer. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, man. Ugh. Ugh. 
They basically just drift around. Yes, yeah. I hate that shit. You want? I will tell you one thing, Morgan, that will actually pique your interest um, is when I was in the Philippines, one common thing I noticed is that there were a bunch of old white people there, mm -hmm. and they um, they all, like, it's a bunch of old men, and they all go there because they have a ton of money, and they basically go there, marry a Filipino woman, um, have a bunch of money, and the, the women can be like 10, 20, 40 years, 50 years younger than them. I thought you were going to say and 10 years old. I was going to lose the, my mind. I was like, they have these wives that they can. It's, it's not uncommon for 70-year-old men to have 20-year-old wives there, and that's because it is a poor place that some people, that is their way of basically surviving yeah. yeah and um it was interesting to see the because there was an actual like class system there because there are people there there are children in the some not like a ton but there are some children in the street without a shirt begging you for money which it happened to me on multiple occasions and then there might be other people there who you know seem decently well off enough like they're the middle class they can go in and buy some of the decently nice clothes and then we went into my friend's uh aunt's house and she had the biggest tv i've ever seen in anyone's house wow. i'm pretty sure it was a hundred inch tv it was fucking massive OLED, just i've never TV. seen a tv jeez it was insanely big like how, how did you fit it to the door big yeah, it was I, like I was I was sitting there looking at the TV for like ten seconds. I was like, Jesus Christ, how is this thing so massive? And then, uh, what more? You gave me three. Has of she those, ever? Right? You gave me is that a? <laughs> go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Who? Well, I thought you were going to say something. My friends. I wasn't telling a my story. Friends oh, but I, I, you leaned over like you were gonna say something. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was just. It was interesting to see kind of the, the you know that there was an actual class system there. The economic chasm existed. Yeah. At one point. It was weird. It was weird, and it was like being in America. I, what I would imagine being in America in the '80s was like, where everyone listened. Everyone listened to the 80s love songs in the taxis, and it just felt very, like, Wild West-esque. Oh, it's, like, it's like dystopian. Man, the American dream still existed, even yeah. though I'm in the Philippines, and <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was weird. It was cool. It was really cool. And being back in Japan now, I've had a, a massive reverse culture shock. It's, uh, yesterday I, I was driving around, and I'm like, fuck where am I? Like, this place doesn't feel familiar. I don't really want to be here. I want to be back in the Philippines. It, it, and something I've been really dealing with. Like, and, it, and it's not like that big of a deal, but the past few days I've just felt like this incredible, weird feeling that, like, I don't belong here and I'm in the wrong place right now. And it's odd. It's very... Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I've never experienced it before. So, yeah, yeah it's weird. 
But it was yeah, a good trip. Well, cool. Well, um, thanks for catching up, uh, catching us up on that, and uh, glad to have you back as we move into the madness of fall video games. As far as the show wrap up here, I want to thank everyone for being here. Thank you, Fish. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Shay. Um, for making time. Thank you to our listeners. For This is one of the biggest, po- might be the longest podcast we've ever had, and it was awesome. I don't think a single minute of it was boring. So um, it's been a lot of fun, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye-bye. Huh?